Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with, oh yeah. You made it with, you made it with, yes you did. You made it with, oh yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? What, what a wonderful live episode. And uh, first of all, before we even get to it, I'd like to say thanks to everybody for understanding the once-a-week uh, decision. It's, it's been wonderful. The only thing I heard from it was support and uh, a couple people expressing withdrawals. But uh, other than that, it's, it's just been wonderful uh, and uh, loving support from the weirdos, which is, you know, honestly what I've come to expect. So let's get to this uh, incredible live episode. Just a wonderful, incredible lineup uh, that we got to get to uh, as quickly as possible. So let's get these plugs out of the way. First of all, not being paid for these sponsors, uh, I do want to plug uh, the Jesselnik Offensive with my friend Anthony Jesselnik, who is, of course, on this episode. Please watch the Jesselnik Offensive. And the Kale with Kurt Brownoller is a new podcast that I just did, so my episode will be out. So check that out on Nerdist for Kurt Brownoller. Uh, let's do this right away. Uh, let's, let's do this right away. You could tell I was trying to read an email while I said this. And I'm going to click on that and close that. Uh, my special, my Comedy Central special, Nice Try the Devil, is now available on Comedy Central Stand-Up Direct for $5, which means it can be yours with unlimited downloads and streams on any device. All you have to do is go to direct.cc.com, and you can watch mine as well as 22 other specials. CC Stand-Up Direct is a new platform that offers unlimited streams and downloads of uncut, uncensored, and commercial-free stand-up specials for 5 bucks. It's a great way for fans to experience stand-up at an affordable price that directly supports comics with every purchase of their special. Uh, so basically, you can watch me, uh, Todd Berry's special, Super Crazy, Matt Bronger, Shovel Fighter, Hannibal Burris, Hannibal Furness, Bo Burnham, Words, 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 Chris Hardwick, Mandroid, Anthony Jesselnik, Caligula, Kyle Kinane, Whiskey Icarus. It's so fun to read those lists and realize how many of these people are some of my favorite people in the world and close personal people in my life. Nick Kroll. Thank you, very cool. Al Magical, why is the rabbit crying? We've got to get Al on the show. Dimitri Martin, TJ Miller, Eugene Merman, John Mulaney, Kamel. I want to read all of these. They said I could read a couple, but these are too good. Nick Swardson, he's going to do the podcast very soon. Daniel Tosh, Paula Tompkins, uh, Bjorn Stuhl, Jamaican Jew. That's not the name of the special. That's a reference to his episode. So check those out. In the meantime, please enjoy this wonderful live episode recorded here in Los Angeles. Thank you to everybody who came out, and we will be doing another one very, very soon. I hope you can make it to that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, record, uh, enjoy this pre-recorded one live from the Troubadour here in L.A. Thanks, everybody. Remain crispy. Hello? Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Success! Ah, feel the weird tension at the beginning of a live show. You know what I mean? How do we begin? Those people filled in that gap. No one else. A little, little flutter of laughter. Oh, that was a first. This is us figuring each other out. You know what I mean? People in the balcony. Hello, balcony. They sound so sad. And lights are coming on randomly. You do see that as well, right? Those aren't just flare-ups. Ocular flare-ups. Am I the only person at the movies when the lights dim, I do check? I check with people. The lights start dimming, and I'm like, is this the end, or is this the end starting? <laughs> that was a pretty good riff. Uh, I felt excellent about it. So how about a round of applause for yourselves for coming out to the live podcast? Do you guys not have seats? That's awkward. 
Full, full price ticket. <laughs> One mean person with me loving the mean humor. I'm sorry. It's because there's so many guests. I guess they took seats up here. I feel bad. You can be a part of the show. Hello. Hi. There was such an undercurrent of not worth it. And now they're like, no, would rather be seated. I guess there are a lot of people that don't have seats. I'm sorry about that. But I guess this is a rock and roll venue, which is perfect for my demeanor. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty dangerous guy. I have a switchblade comb. I have throwing stars uh, that I sharpen beyond the legal limit. Got him in New Hampshire. It's not a big deal. Oh, and then there's the bar. I've never really taken a look so far around this room as this much, and people are eating. They have food here? Look, they lit just the one girl that's eating. What are you eating? That is so... Imb- what a nightmare. A living fucking nightmare to be eating something cheese-based. So there's stringing and slurping. Then you're like, madam, are you eating? Lights up, please, on that woman. What is that that you're consuming currently? Is that pizza? Grilled cheese. Okay. It's American pizza. It's a double-decker pizza. Well, we have a lot of guests. You know that. Look at how many fucking seats there are. (laughs) Unnecessary swearing. Look at all these fucking seats. Jesus. Uh, Well, it's going to be a great show, and I'm I'm anxious about everybody having enough time, so is it okay if we just bring the guests out? We we have a co-host first. You know him. Weird boy. Chris Thayer, everybody. Chris Thayer. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Weird. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. All these mics are on. That's so exciting. Oh, look, they got seats. Diplomacy and action. You guys can share those. All you guys can share these two seats. Here, we'll sit down, too. Those are snazzy shoes, Weird Boy. Thanks. I've never seen you wear those shoes. I uh, keep them for special guests. Special guests. Like the other people that are on the podcast. Yeah. It's an exciting lineup. Mm-hmm. It's an intimidating lineup. <laughs> People are nervous. I'm trying to overcompensate for it with the shoes. I understand. Weird boy, I understand you have the sponsor for the show tonight. I do. Uh, we have a sponsor this evening, uh, Gamefly. Um, Gamefly, I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> they... They have all the games. They do. They have every single game. That's really all they've got going for them. That's that all they, they have. That's all, all they have. Uh, so some of the titles that you can get from Gamefly. Um, the Midnight Show starring Chris Th- I'm oh, sorry, that's the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see, but there were stars around his name. <laughs> that was very insulting. Oh, now you can see. That's why you got to come to the live show to see the stars. <laughs> uh, they do have all the games, so they have, uh, they have Half-Life. Uh, it's a real one. Half-Life 2, Episode 1. <laughs> that's actually also a real... That's a real game. That was really <laughs> fucking good. Half-Life Crisis, Do I Look Cool in This Fedora? <laughs> uh, John Madden Football. Um, Steve Madden Footwear. It's a little... More popular with the ladies. Uh, Duke Nukem Jr. Duke was my father's name. Call me Marmaduke. (laughs) Uh, Daisy Duke Nukem, Summertime Jorts Edition. (laughs) Uh, They have Grand Theft Auto Tune. 
T-Pain copyright lawsuit. And they have uh, Call of Duty Black Cops. Um, you can play as Detective Murtaugh, Axel Foley, or Carl Winslow. Um, but they're all, they're all played by Tyler Perry and Drag. Um, Gamefly, they got all the games. That was a lot. That was a lot of laser to start the show off. You feel good? I feel great. You look good. Thank you. You have an energy I mean, you look you. good, too. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> what, do you think I can't just say you look good without being fishing? I'm not fishing. How do yeah, I look? Okay, you're not fishing. <laughs> Never ends with you. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> the crowd didn't support you on that, so... <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, let's bring up the guests. Do you know who the first guest is? Yes. Do you want to bring them out, Weird Boy? Uh, sure. Everybody, uh, give it up for the first guest, Jason Mantzoukas. First guest is John Mulaney. Oops. <laughs> yep. Uh, the confusion is the first guest was someone else. <laughs> or it could be John Mulaney. I'm just the co-host. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good for me, but not for Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> yeah, what was that like he up was there? halfway down the stairs. Yeah. I that... had to give him the tap. You <laughs> <laughs> got the tap? Oh, yeah. Uh, good to see you, man. Well, you're not normally in Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles. Yeah, good to see you. I'll ignore all these people. You can good ignore them. Well, I mean, it's not an ignoring. It's an including, but a peripheral. You know how you approach a dog from the side? Absolutely. Yeah, you got to do the same with this crowd. <laughs> they will attack you. Okay. Don't... Don't you look at them. I'm going to stay in profile to you the entire show. Oh, well, belly face. <laughs> Is that a thing where your belly buttons yeah. should be in sync? Yeah. Why? Because there's nothing interrupting the exchange of our energy right this now. This is actually better. Yeah. Isn't it true? <laughs> it is actually better. What is Weird Boy doing? Just being him. <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> Upstairs, uh, Weird Boy kept going up to the curtains and pretending he was a demon. Show them, <laughs> show them what they were doing. I would, uh, I would open the curtains and look down at you guys. You're not like dogs. And... Um... <laughs> And whenever I would see you, I'd go, and then close the curtains. Up in your belfry. So this feels good. That's my new humor. Do you like it? That's my new sensibility. Very visual things like this. <laughs> You've changed it up. I've changed my persona completely. I'm very happy. For Los Angeles. For Los Angeles. We're a floppier, higher energy group. Sure. We like yelling and singing. Uh-huh. <laughs> How? We should We should start the show right. uh, I'm good, I'm in Los Angeles Yep uh, I'm, uh, You're out here in Los Angeles Yeah, I'm, re- uh, I'm driving a silver Prius Ever heard of it? I have heard of the Prius It's a new, very brand new car, the silver I Prius I don't like the shape of the Prius It looks like if it were a pill, you'd insert it vaginally 
You guys groaned it like you invented the Prius. It doesn't. It's got a soft oval shape. I've seen that. That's the way mouth pills are, too. <laughs> Unlike the hard rectangular <laughs> corners of the mouth pill. Yeah. Looks much more like a vagina pill, which might not exist. Somebody here knows it exists. I'm sure if everything exists, so I'm sure some of it exists. That's true. Yeah. So uh, what are you doing out... Well, first of all, we were talking about psychics upstairs. Did you... I forget the story. Did you call the, the psychic? The last time I was in L.A. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> Not Louisiana. So you know how Pete's uh, insane? So <laughs> he, um, anyway, he, you did a tarot card reading with that woman. Over the phone. Over the phone. You do it over the phone. Over the phone. You know what tarot cards are? It's, the, it's like all jokers. It's like, they'll be like a, a griffin pointing an arrow at the sun, and they look at it and they go like, oh, there's going to be some changes, you know? <laughs> That's the vibe of a tarot card reading. He gets a tarot card reading done over the phone, so I do it. It's over the phone, so it's like calling a magician. <laughs> like I think they, that's impressive. You if you call in, the magician? Yeah, sure. And he was like, I'm, okay, I'm pulling out a series of scarves. <laughs> And you're like, well, where are they coming from? He's like, my sleeve. And you're like, that's very good. I called, but I called her. What I'm saying is if you go to a, a regular psychic, they can size a you up. A regular psychic. Like, a, like an in-person. Who sizes you up? Just a good meat and potatoes psychic. <laughs> ah, nice haircut, nice shoes. You're a good kid. Your lucky numbers are 5, 14, 29. Don't buy a house this week. <laughs> That's even too specific. Yeah. I've been reading my horoscope lately, and it's like, it's never... They, here's how they get away with it. It's very vague. It's always like, Virgo, you are nice, but three times you were mean. And you're like, <laughs> yes, that's true about me. They're never like, uh, Virgo, today you will meet Gene Simmons. Sure. Because that wouldn't come true. That would blow one person's mind. It actually would make it a great day, now that I think about it. Because all day long, you'd be about to meet Gene Simmons. <laughs> They'd knock at the door. Oh, it. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Simmons. No, that's too, that's too formal. Hi, Gene. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Open the door. Oh, David Lee Roth. <laughs> Slam it in his face. And poor David Lee Roth. <laughs> Because he was in your... Now let's see that from David Lee Roth's perspective. He's walking around your apartment building. And he goes, a door? Oh, yeah! Ding dong. Then you open it like, ah, and slam it on him. And he goes, wipe out! (laughs) He's waiting to meet the other guy. He wants to meet Gene Simmons, too. Yeah, he heard he was going to meet Gene Simmons. So he took a more proactive approach, and he's just knocking on doors. So, uh, and she's very good, by the way. She's excellent. She talked to my fiancé. I don't like the word fiancé, so I I say former girlfriend. She talked (laughs) to my fiancé, Anna, and they had a reading, and something's going on. I know. You ever just wish something would stop? (laughs) 
I liken it to a small fire in the room when you're doing stand-up and you hear something and you're like, if we all ignore it, but you right. can smell the smoke and the crackling is getting louder and the curtains are going up and you're like, everything's fine. So I wear glasses, you know yeah. what I mean? I've never learned how to deal with any kind of heckler ever. Well, I, I just know. go faster. I don't think it was a heckling. I think it was like a re... It was just a discussion. I'm still not sure what it yeah, was. I don't know. <laughs> but I am afraid. I apologize to your listeners. That was a bad tangent. Okay, so... Uh, oh, oh, so Anna talked to her. Oh, yes. And then Anna talked to her, and she was like, uh, your boyfriend is a writer. I think of myself more as a stand-up slash writer. <laughs> but I, I, I do write. So she said, your boyfriend is a writer, and he writes with a man and a woman, which I did at that time. I had, like, two people I always wrote with a guy and a girl. Yep. Simon and Merica at Saturday Night Live. So I was like, wow, this, this woman's really good. Over the phone. Over the phone psychic, Okay. So I call her, and uh, she goes, all right, I'm going to shuffle the deck. You clear your head, which is impossible, as we know from the movie Ghostbusters. <laughs> she says, you clear your head. I'll shuffle the deck. She turns over the first card, and she says, <laughs> she says your dad is very lonely. <laughs> which is, if you... I never, ever thought I'd have to think about in my life. Like, when I was 15, you were like, hey, here's a pen. Write down 100,000 things you think will ever be an issue for you. Dad's loneliness would not be on there. What does that card look like? Just a man outside of a closed bookstone? Just a guy looking out the window. It's a guy sitting alone in his office thinking about the first car he owned. (laughs) I don't know. That's a yo dad so lonely snap. Your dad's so lonely, he visited his old campus. <laughs> the new Wilbur Ramarama show. Yo, dad's so lonely. Yo, dad's so lonely. I so, would watch that. I was like, I don't, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. Then she turns over the next card. She goes, you're in business. I was like, no. She goes, but you do something with money. <laughs> And I was like, black female judge on law and order. I was like, proceed, you know, like, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, okay. But this, yeah, I do, so, I spend $80 on over the phone psychics. That's what I do with my money. <laughs> so then, so I was, in, I was staying at a friend's house. So I was like, okay, so there were people in the house and I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I went outside, talk on the phone. So I go outside and I'm still on the phone with her. And she goes, well, is there anything... The reading's not going great by this point. She goes, is there anything you want to ask about? And I go, well, I'm working on this TV pilot. She goes, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't hear you turn over a card. <laughs> was that the card saying that? Or just after talking to me for 20 minutes, you're like, are you the lead now? That's not going to happen. <laughs> so by that point, I was like, yeah, right. Psychic. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm, okay. This has been nice. Bye. So right. I hang up, right? So then the pilot doesn't happen. Okay. She's good. It decidedly does. She, her psychic uh, reading Called comes it. through. Yeah, she got the card of the upfronts, and I wasn't at it. That was the card <laughs> she took. So then I was like, okay, so, oh, my gosh. You know, Dolores is right. So then I think, oh, no, my dad's lonely. So, (laughs) it wasn't my first thought when the show was passed on, but a little while later. I go, oh no, my dad's lonely. So I get on a plane. Can you imagine? So then, I land. 
You flew home to see your lonely dad? Yeah, right then. Just suitcase, no, no days in between. This is a... <laughs> so I get on the plane, I go... Anyway, so I go to Chicago. I see my dad, and he's like, well, hello. And I'm like, how are you, dad? And he's like, fairly well. Okay, bye. And then he leaves, because he's not lonely at all. And he goes off to do his very specific hobbies yes. in, his, in the very specific order. So I was like, well, what's going on now? Like, he, you know, the, the, she was right about the show, but my dad's certainly not lonely. And then Anna said, you know, I did the reading. When Anna got the prediction about me that I was a writer, she was sitting in my apartment. And she said, the, the woman over the phone had a, lot of, uh, read, had a lot to say about me. Yes. And she was always like, that's interesting that she had so much to say about John. She was in my apartment when she got the reading. I was at a friend's house when I had the first part of the phone conversation. Then I went outside for the part that came true. So the parts that she said in the beginning might have to do with my friend. So now I'm in a terrible position. Because <laughs> I got to call him. And I got to be like, hey, like eight months ago... <laughs> I found out that your dad is very lonely. And this friend of mine doesn't, you know him too, he doesn't like any of that shit. Uh-huh. He doesn't like psychics. He doesn't even like magicians. He said to me once, I don't like magicians because they trick you. They fool you. I said, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Technically, a bartender drugs you and takes your money, but... <laughs> There's a more fun way to think about it. So I can't tell him about the psychic. <clears throat> yes. So I just got to go hang out with his dad. Wait, you did this? No. You got to do that. That was a joke. But I should hang out with it. Me, this poor bastard's dad is sitting there so lonely. Yes. And the cards were trying to tell me. Well, you know, I, when I did that with the same person, I remember my girlfriend at that time got a reading and she told her all about uh, me and she was in my apartment. Like, it was the same thing. And she didn't oh, really? really have anything about her. Interesting. It was really weird. Poor girls. They, like, you know, they call a psychic, and it's all about their boyfriend the whole time. What a yeah. drag that is. Uh, but then... That's the life of dating a stand-up. <laughs> right, everybody? I'm going to kill myself. Anyway. But what is happening with the show now? Is, is, is anything happening? The show that the psychic told me wasn't going to happen? Yeah, that one. So she didn't... Well, I should call her again. Well, we might do the show at a different network, which would be There nice. we go. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I don't want to call her and find out. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. We went to a psychic when we were waiting for our pilot to get Together? Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How, what, talk. We told that story actually last time. We were on a conference call. Yeah. You were on a conference That's not true. We went People did the whole time. Like, uh, hi, Dolores, this is Dave. <laughs> I'm from marketing. I'm also on the call. <laughs> <laughs> One of those big octopus speakerphone things. I love those. We have, to get the, we have to tell this. I, instead of that story, let's tell the story of your engagement because that's more impressing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd rather talk How about that. How you ruined the surprise. <laughs> I mean, yes. Of my girlfriend's life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few days where uh, I had nothing going on. I was uh, gainfully unemployed, and I wanted to go ring shopping. And it was just getting hard to get out of the house, you know? Because I was like, you go ring sh- It takes a while. Like, I wanted to go to a bunch of different stores in Los Angeles and look for an engagement ring. 
So I knew I was going to have to be going like three hours or something. So, you know, and I had just seen different friends. I needed a good alibi yes. that would not seem suspicious at all. So I say to Anna, I was like, hey, I'm going out to lunch with Pete Holmes, right? There we and go. of course, she doesn't want to come. So, <laughs> so I'm in the clear. She's like, oh, good. You go, you go to that. <laughs> and she knew it would be a couple hours. She knew it could be several hours. Yeah, there you go. So then I texted you. Do you remember this? I, I go, do, because I remember like the Mission Impossible 3 uh, theme song started playing in my Well, head. it's the same theme for all the movies. <laughs> and the TV show, sweetheart. It's been around a while. <laughs> it's another new persona where I call everyone sweetheart. I really like it. Persona. Because I was excited to be like on the down low about something. I was like, ah, this is great. That's not what the down low means, but okay. <laughs> Secretive and also quietly gay. (laughs) Quietly gay in a community that doesn't like that. Right, sure. So. (laughs) So. Okay, so I texted you. I was like, hey, don't, you know, I'm going out. You're my alibi. I'm going uh, ring shopping. So don't tweet like, hey, I'm in Austin, you know, (laughs) or anything like that. You go, you, you get this text, yeah. and you say yes. I get that you text. You agree to the text. Excited and about that apparently text. Apparently you hear the theme I love to, it. to MI3. Any of the... <laughs> the Any very specific thing. It's the same theme, but you can hear Philip Seymour Hoffman breathing. <laughs> so. <laughs> Is that how he That's breathes? That's how he breathes. All great actors. What? That breath. They it's hard have to hear. Breath? Oh, yeah. Who? Well, I know we don't have time <laughs> to go through all the actors and judge how they breathe. So then I go ring shopping, so I'm gone for like three hours. And I get home, <laughs> and Anna's just like, how was, uh, how was lunch? And I was like, it was good. Pete's good. And, you know, <laughs> it was great. So what I didn't find out until I proposed <laughs> is that while I'm ring shopping, Pete Holmes posts... See, I had said don't tweet. <laughs> I never factored in this largemouth bass on Instagram. <laughs> he tweets a photo of him. I Instagrammed a photo. You, sorry. You, that's yes. It, it really does matter to you, these, <laughs> these technicalities. This is the only way. You're not technically in trouble. He Instagrams a photo of himself and another guy, and Pete's going... He has his arm around his guest, and he has his huge smile on his face. He's just finished another episode of You Made It Weird. (laughs) It was Rob Bell. It was Rob Rob Bell episode. Go to Pete's Instagram and look at the photo of him and Rob Bell and know that my girlfriend saw that (laughs) and knew that I was not with Pete Holmes. (laughs) And knew that I was not having an affair (laughs) because I am a bland, (laughs) boring person. So then after I proposed, she was like, I, you know, I knew yes. la- last week you were ring shopping because Pete, <laughs> after you said you were at lunch with him, he posted a photo that said he just finished a podcast. And she goes, and I know that all of his podcasts are like two and a half hours. <laughs> John Mulaney, everybody. Is there anybody better than my friend John Mulaney? I don't think there is. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, buddy. Of course, uh, Dunesies, you'll stick around. You'll just move down one seat. Oh, we move down? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because then you'd have to be talking. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you don't mind, that'd be great. And would you, Mulaney, bring out the next guest? It's the one that uh, Weird Boy called. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, you're ne- do you give credits? No. Okay. Your next guest is uh, a hilarious man and a wonderful friend, Jason Manzukis, everybody. Manzukis! 
Hello, Pete. Hello. Oh, does, does it always begin with an awkward hug? When it's good, when it's good. Oh, I can't wait. Nice to see you. Uh, great to see you. How Thank you? you for that wonderful introduction. How's it going, audience? It's a good group. It's a good group. It's a great-looking crowd. Zuki's, you go to psychics? No, no. Could not be less interested in that garbage. <laughs> it is genuinely shocking to me when intelligent people start talking earnestly about psychics. <laughs> which I count all of you amongst. Uh, it is inane and pointless. She said, are you in business? And then do you do something with money? Yeah. And you allowed I... it? Because <laughs> you wanted to see where she was going, counselor? Come on. I do stuff with money. I go on iTunes and things. <laughs> I, I dated a woman once who went to a psychic and came back like really rattled. And I was like, uh, what happened? And she was like, what? She said something really weird. And I was like, well, all right, what happened? And she goes, well, she said that my second husband would be really wealthy. <laughs> and she was like, what's going to happen to my first husband? How can I in good conscience get married a first time knowing that he's either going to divorce me or die? <laughs> Something will happen. And I, do I just marry someone and then divorce them to get to the rich guy as quick as possible? Oh, my and God. she had already, like, cycled through a bunch of stuff about it. What did she do? Was this a girlfriend? I have no or idea. Or? No, no. It was just a woman I did. If this she... is years and years and years ago. Okay. Do you... So I have no idea what became of her. Would that be a deal breaker if a girl that you really loved was, like, super into that? I don't know. If, if she put a lot of stock in it, I'm, it might get... If there was a lot of, like, well, we have to do this, or we can't go on that vacation because my psychic said, that's, like, a trouble time for me to be out of the country. Right. You know what I mean? If shit like that was happening, I feel like I would be like, no, I can't do this. What if you're the perfect girl? Just okay. your dream girl. Just like natural D's. You... <laughs> <laughs> Weird Boy is mostly here for me to grab and hit. You got some natural D's. Yeah, okay. This I'm woman in. is hot as fuck. Yeah. And before you guys do the, do the deed. Oh, she wants the, to, before the yeah, first time before sex? No, you've been fucking a while. Oh, okay. And then she goes, I'd like to take I'm this. I'm into this girl. <laughs> We've been fucking a while? You've been fucking a while. How did we meet? You met at a TGI Fridays. Oh, shit. She was your waitress. Oh, shit. But you saw those double Ds and said, girl, you don't like, need any oh, more wait, flair. they just doubled? <laughs> yeah. They, now they're double Ds? I just meant and one of each. And she worked at TGI Fridays? <laughs> this girl's dumb. <laughs> I'm concerned with how dumb my girlfriend is. <laughs> She works at TGI Fridays. She has the dumb D's, which are double. Come on. Big, now, big I'm losing, now I'm losing everybody. And when, now everybody's like, hey, man, not cool. When you get to fucking, she yeah. wants to burn incense. Incense? incest. <laughs> she wants she to, to burn, burn a pile of incest. She wants to, she's like, hang on. Let me just burn on my DVD ripper some incest porn <laughs> while, we, while you give me the business. Not watch it. <laughs> She's a, she pirates incest porn. I can't get wet unless I hear the faint hum yes, of an incest porn a being burned. A father having sex with his daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? What? No? Why does this keep We're coming up? We're talking about incest. Well, oh, it's siblings. They're the same age. It's cool. <laughs> you prudes. It, it Only Pete... <laughs> Only Pete Holmes' audience would be so prude. Come on. 
So she wants to burn incense. Okay, I'm fine with that. Wear some sort of tribal mask. And... Wait, wait, hang on. What? <laughs> Did she study abroad? No, she works at TGI Fridays. <laughs> so no. So no. So then she just is somebody who randomly has acquired a tribal mask? <laughs> she made it. Oh, she, she made it. She made a it mask-making of... workshop? <laughs> yep. It's a piece of flair. Okay. She wears it. All right. She took it. Is, okay. But it's the best sex of your life, but you have to be adorned in crystals. I got acupuncture recently, and, and she put, like, crystals and rocks on me, and I was like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Did you, you... See, let me ask you this. Yeah. When you buy into it, well, the placebo I'm effect, when you just go ahead interested. and be like, you're not interested in no. that? No. Even if we, we do have the science that that shit, like, believing stuff that isn't real does we don't. work. Sure we do. We don't. That's why people give people placebos. That, but that's like a whole different thing. That's like, in that sense, in medication, fine. I'm like, I get it, sugar pills, placebos, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But like, if you're talking about like religion as a panacea for what bothers us or what's the problem, the human condition, now we're getting into it. <laughs> you tricked me into getting into religion, Pete Holmes. All right, let's do it. Didn't we already do that uh, wait, on the I, one-on-one? We did. I think we did. But I'm just saying, you know, it's like non-alcoholic beer at a party. People start acting like they're drunk. So if I put a crystal on you and say, this is going to suck the bad energy out of you, and you go, I believe it, and it works for you, what's the harm in that? I don't know. Isn't it happier on But the inherent cynic in me is always like, this fucking rock is? Doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Then why is my soul still black? (laughs) What? I need help. I need a lot of help, guys. A lot of crystals. I need a lot of crystals. So you're not on board. Like, I went to a hypnotherapist, and the first thing I said to her was, I'm on board. I want this to work. Then it will. And it did. Yeah. Isn't it better over here? I feel like you would be very suggestible. I am. You could be a Nazi like that. (laughs) I'd hear him out. (laughs) I feel like you could easily be like, there's a lot I don't like, but there's a lot that's not bad. Snazzy uniform. I mean, like, what is wrong about more order? Structure. I don't mind that. <laughs> Wagner's not bad. <laughs> no, that is the risk. If you have too much of what I'm cooking up, then you might do something like that. You might yeah. become a, in a cult or something. Sure. But in the meantime, I'm putting, like, I don't do crystals or anything like that, but I, yet, I am... Yet. You think? Oh, you're, like, T-minus one year away from... <laughs> from having some sort of bracelet that when I say, he's like, what's up with that bracelet? You're like, oh, do you know not, not know about the power of magnets? <laughs> That's what I feel. And I'm going to be like, oh, is it because you get nauseous on planes? And you're going to be like, no, it's cleansing my system. <laughs> well, what if it is? <laughs> but we have, okay, this is interesting. I was going to, I asked you if it was okay to talk about this. People sure. have remarked that you wear the same clothes a lot. I do. Is that a crystal? No. <laughs> is that is the ritual what? of Wait, that? What? what? Is Why that are we a doing crystal? That? No. <laughs> Why? What, what, address that. I, I, I'm I wear the same people... clothes every day. I wear this. I wear this every single day. Um, you found it and you love it. I found it. I love it. And there's also I find something very comforting in order, like a crystal. Yeah. No, not like you're a wearing crystal. a crystal. No, it's not a crystal. It's just like I can choose this and now I'm done. I don't. It doesn't give me. Powers, it doesn't right. change anything. It just removes a piece of choice from my day. I understand. It feels like a belief system. If a white Oxford and jeans is a belief system, sign up, everybody. 
I'll sign up. So you'll sign I'll up. I'll hear you out. All right, do it. It's very Jesus. Everybody start wearing it. it it's very simple. I do, I do uh, appreciate it. It says in the Bible not to give any thought to what you wear, and you're, you're totally doing that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bible. Are you? No. <laughs> I forget what you said. No God? Uh, no, no God. Zero? Zero. Waste of time. Science. Science God. Yeah. Science. science. <laughs> I've never heard science. Science. Such a- That's the thing that people shout out now. It shows, right? Just science. By the way... Start going to other shows. Go to Doug Loves Movies. Go to anything. And just anytime you want, just shout out science. It's going to go, it's going to pervade all the live podcasts. I, w- I would believe that. Science. <laughs> the way that now, inexplicably, for Howard Stern fans, I think this is very funny. Um, people now say Baba Booey at golf tournaments. And uh, something that exists solely in the Howard Stern universe is now something that is shouted at PGA golf tournaments. <laughs> Which I find hilarious. I don't know Baba Booey. What is, what is that? Get mean? it together, Pete Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> is it not worth explaining to me what Baba Booey is? Oh, no. It's the whole thing. Somebody will... I'll explain it after the show. What about the idea that people that seem to have some idea of a higher power just psychologically sure, tend to happier? do... Grand, I was going to say, tend to do grander things. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's true? Saying it like it's a given. What about the idea? What about, I'm just saying. What about the fact that people who have believed are the grander. most successful? <laughs> that's not even. I, that's certainly not true so do you either. Feel, do you, are you asking me if I feel as though my lack of belief dooms me to absolute failure? Not at all. Not at all. Oh God. But people that seem to believe, whether it's true or not, that their uh, actions have some sort of grander impact tend to like take big risks and stuff. In in the autobiographies and stuff that I've read. Do you only read? The autobiographies of believers? <laughs> no. And by read autobiographies, I mean watch Netflix documentaries. <laughs> I'm heavy into Netflix documentaries. Are you? Heavy into Netflix I am so into them. What are you watching? Uh, I just watched um, Knuckleball. Yeah. The, the one that's about knuckleball pitchers. I thought do you that was know, terrific. Do knuckleball pitchers only throw knuckleballs? No, they can throw other pitches, but they are primarily knuckleball pitchers. Right, that's what they. This is really bringing me back. Knuckleball is so close to knucklehead. Knuckleball, and with your Boston accent, it's really fucking. Oh my God, Tim Wakefield from the Sox. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking throwing that. The 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 documentary Tim Wakefield is uh, profiled in it, and there is so much hilarious like Boston accent, like local sports radio calls. Yeah, part of it. So it'll be like. Wakefield fucking sucks. He's over. He's the fucking oldest guy in the league. They got to get him out of there. The sucks. Don't need him anymore. He did great stuff in the past. But fucking screw him. And they got to pause for a friendlies drive through order. Oh, yeah. Two fucking fribbles. I'll, make I'll one get chocolate, chocolate, one vanilla. Fribble. And I'll get a fucking peanut butter ice cream with Jimmy's on it. <laughs> Jimmy's. That's what we call sprinkles in Boston. Yep. Jimmy, are you, you're aware that that's racially charged, or I've heard that that's Mm-mm. racially charged. Is that true? Jim Crow laws. No. Jimmy's. Yeah. What? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yowza. Coming out shitting Jimmy's. Whoa. What? Changes it. It really does. Yeah. I'm not going to stop using it. <laughs> Jason Ranzukis, everybody. He's going to stick. He's going to stay. I'm going to stay, but you're just going to move one down. Mean you have to stop them from clapping for him. No, me. you clap for him. You clap for that man. You do this? Yeah, they're just moving down one chair. Good for you, Zooks. All right. Thank you, pal. 
Do you know who's next, Zookies? Um, it's the it's a lady. Yep. Okay. Would, would you bring it's her out? It's a lady. It's a lady. <laughs> would you bring her out? Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for one of my favorite people on earth, Sarah Silverman. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Exciting vibe. Oh, so happy to be here with all of you. You live, uh, well, you were close when you, when I, you Thank were going to do the show. Yeah, you I said you asleep. fell asleep and almost missed the performance. I completely just, uh, I fell asleep, yeah. <laughs> and um, when I woke up, it was one of those heart-pounding things when I was like 8, 17. Yeah. And, uh, it worked out fine. Worked out fine. I, I took a nap up there. Did you? No. Why so sleepy? What's going on? Um, I know that a lot of sleep is a sign of depression, but I just have a very active dream life, and I have to be there a lot. Do you really? Yeah. Are you shitting me? No. Don't fuck with me, fella. I'm not fucking with you. I, I love that. You got to show up for the finale of dreams. A whole other life going on. This is my favorite thing I've ever heard. And you know what else is weird? I dream about New York City all the time, but it's a completely different map. It's a totally different New York City, but it's consistently always the same in my dreams. Why do you think it's New York if it's like completely different? Because in my dream, that's what it is. It's New York. Like you know it. You know how like sometimes in dreams you go... You were there, but, you know, like you say, you know, to your girlfriend, you were there, but it wasn't you, but it was yes. you. Yes. Was... And then she goes, well, who was I then? Right. <laughs> Women, right? Like, hey, babe, it's a dream. Right? So you have a city that's playing a city that it isn't. It's New York, but right. it's not New York, but Did you read is. the book Some by any chance? What? The book Some? No, I don't read. I don't know how to read. <laughs> It's really great. It's very short. And there was one oh. story about dreams. And they, they say when we die, we become the extras in other people's dreams, which is why people don't look like the people. Like, I'm playing your father in the dream, but it's me. And you just think I'm your father. It's, a, it's fiction, obviously. It's worth a read. Like the Torah? I don't know. The Torah is worth a read. The Talmud, at least. No, I, I was like four beats too late. You said it was fiction, and then my brain said like the Bible, and then I go, I was j- jumping on the Bible. I'm sure. gonna say something in the Torah, but it was already like four beats too late and counting, and then it was like what I thought you were just making mean? the valid point that you should take a peek at the Torah. I, you know, I, I I saw a Bible, and I go, I gotta sit and read that. I gotta start just pick a place and start reading it. It's a terrible it's idea. It's so boring. Yeah. And it, you can't follow it and it's just like, it's not well written and it's just like, it's super dense. Dense doesn't mean good. I understand what you're saying. Like, fucking get to it. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's okay to just like the greatest hits of the Bible and leave some of the other stuff down there. What are the greatest hits? Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, yeah, that's... There you go. All the people that that do things in the name of the Bible love their neighbor. I, nobody's doing that. Love thy that. neighbor. I would agree with that. But the book of Numbers, Judges, these are, these are snooze fests. Do you I'm rem- falling asleep. Do you, do you remember what you started with? You don't. What book you started in? Is it on your phone? Oh, uh. I'm trying to... This 
one's been snoozing. I've been watching her from up here. And that's why I brought my phone, because I've been dying, and I, I saw you. I've been secretly, like, keeping my eye on you, because I knew when, like, a new person got introduced, it would wake her up again, and it did. And then I just saw her go, and fuck, and I almost got you. You just sleep like a little angel. She's listening, but because she knows it's a podcast, she doesn't need her doesn't... eyes. Well, I think probably a lot of people go to sleep to this podcast. You know, they put it on to go to sleep so the voices lull them to sleep. So if you went to a live episode, I would see that it would get you drowsy. Right. right. In a Pavlovian kind of way. You know what? Don't make excuses for her. She's sitting in the front row. <laughs> She just wants to see what all this dream talk is about. She wants to finish out your dreams. Oh, yeah. Was that true? Do you lucid dream or you just... Uh, yeah. Witness? You do? Yeah, and you know when you have dreams that you just keep, even if they're not... You know, if you were to tell somebody them, it would be boring and not sound as exciting as... But it just keeps, like, the, the just the feeling of the dream keeps popping up through the day. Sure. Yeah, no, That's, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you have just little calling dream me back all day long. Like, and do you remember them? You have an okay time remembering your dreams? Yeah, I do. That's fun. I completely get that. that was, that's why I think... I used to go to bed way before I was tired. You know what I mean? When I was little. And that's when it started. I did, too. I used to go... All, okay, my dreams are almost always action-adventure. <laughs> and I, when I was little, I remember in my little single bed, I would go to bed with my, on my stomach like this, like a, like, movie, like a movie camera, like a viewfinder. <laughs> yes. That's how I'd go to sleep because I was just like couldn't wait to see what was gonna pop up. Wait, you put your face on the bed like it was a movie finder. I could go to sleep like this, like with my head on the pillow like this. But this would—I'm making like goggles with my hands for those of you at home. Yes. And. Uh, and you wanted the show to start. Right. What do you do? Well, this is actually a question since you've done the podcast that we ask a lot of people, which is, do you have some sort of ritual when you're going to bed? Oh my god! In your mind. I have a whole ritual. Get I'm, out I'm of fucking here! No one ever has an answer to this question. It's always me just feeling like a weirdo. Like a before bed ritual? All of you do. But like no. mentally too. Like something. <laughs> no one else on stage does. I do. Okay. And to prime yourself for some dope ass action adventure dreams. I, I take, sometimes I like to take like maybe a half a Somonix. A Somonix. <laughs> And uh, then um, I floss my teeth. Well, I wash my face. I moisturize. I floss my teeth. I take a puff. Then I brush my teeth. There you go. Then I just do stretches, and I know it's good for me, and it feels good, and I take my time with it. And, uh, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but once you lie down, do you uh, have any, like, thing that you kind of fa- uh, fantasize about to help you relax? No, I, I, you know, I know that it, you're, the best way to go to sleep is to turn off all the TV and the phone, and, but I don't. I, I wa- put on a Law & Order, and I also play Scrabble, and then I fall asleep when I feel the weight of my phone dropping out of my hand. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's not, I'm not proud of that, but that's no. the way it is. We live in the future, and I'm a part of that. <laughs> what is bedtime? Oh, uh, like when? I like asking grown-ups when their bedtime is. <laughs> like, when it's up to us, and you can put yourself down, when are you doing it? Uh, 
if I don't have to wake up early, then I'll, I'll just stay up. I mean, I don't You're know, You're freestyle. But, but um, you know, it's so dumb. Last night I tweet. Last night was the third night in a row that come bedtime, my brain started, um, without my permission, my brain was imagining me biting into, like, styrofoam or like tin foil like that that green plant thing block that you put flowers into yeah and it was like making me gag and like skeeving me out but my brain kept doing it and i couldn't make it stop and i can't figure out and then i tweeted it because i thought maybe there's a doctor out there that's like that's a thing (laughs) i'm always trying to get free doctor advice via twitter oh that's great and um and, uh, but you know what? It hit me. It's so dumb. I'm thinking it's going to be some sort of like mystical puzzle or say something about me. Like, that means you're a genius. Like, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I have been on a jag where I make popcorn every single night and eat like a huge bowl of popcorn, and it's just that, right? It's just like I've just, my jaw is like eating popcorn, and then my brain is just like. Well, why does it go to those substances? <laughs> Popcorn isn't horrible. I know. It's why is so your brain, good. Why is your brain being like, instead of that yummy thing you chew, it's a horrible metal object in your mouth that you put plants in? Because you know why? We don't get what we want. We get what we think we deserve. And I think that's a reflection on how I'm it. feeling about me lately. I think that's right. Somebody, oh. we were talking about your shoes because you said you threw this on real fast because you were snoozing. Oh, and then you said you had a funny story about your shoes. First of all, I'm yeah. wearing this outfit because I had to do a massive laundry day, and this is what was left. I love laundry day. And great telling. a very hip man of color who's a dancer that I met at my pot store today. Which what color? Brown. <laughs> the brown guy. Um, was like, I love your style. And I was like, this style? I mean, I, I by default... Got style. I've never been accused of having style. Yes. Okay, so these shoes I got as a gift from this guy who works in my building. He doesn't live in my building. He lives on the street. And he, he, he works in my building. He's a producer. And he, you know, they have an apartment in my apartment building. That is their, where they produce music. Yes. So he's a black guy with long dreads, a grill... A grill, not headgear, but teeth coverings. A, gr- a grill, right? And not to look at you for, but it's just what it is. <laughs> and his name is Antonio, and he's got long dreads, and he's, he's a producer of a band that is like white heavy metal guys. And um, he's really cool, and somehow, as producers tend to do, he's got some tie-in with these shoes. He's like, what size shoes are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm an eight and a half. <laughs> but anyway, I love this guy so much. Besides the fact that he's just a really cool, nice guy, he got me these shoes, but also every day I see him leave from like quarter to six, and he comes back around like quarter past seven. I go, where, where do you go every day? He goes, gotta go home to watch my Seinfelds. <laughs> watch his Seinfelds. Back-to-back Seinfelds from 6 to 7 on TVF every day, and it's like his joy. Not TiVo. He wants to watch that shit live. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I just, <laughs> it just made me feel like, I don't know, it made me happy. No, that makes me very, very and happy. And he's a gr- swell guy, and he gave me these, and they feel real comfortable. They're really cool. They're like those L.L. Bean shoes that aren't cool, but made cool. 
Well, duck I think boots. those shoes are. You do cool. like? I don't. I don't duck know what's boots, cool. But I'm from the yep. same area as you. I cannot believe the story about Jimmy's because we always called them Jimmy's. Right. And yeah. that's that mind blowing. It's racist because it's like Jim Crow. Like they're yeah. the color brown. Yeah. That's what I was told. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. Somebody, you can get carried away with those. I was also told that picnic is racist. It was Chappelle on stage. He was talking about picnic. You'd pick, (laughs) and then you'd have a horrible thing happen, and then eat sandwiches. Is that true? Don't ask. (laughs) Sarah Silverman, everybody, she's gonna stay. But we're gonna clap. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was wonderful. Just move down. Just move down one. We have a council of everybody. You all represent whoever you are. You represent everyone. Yeah. So, so we'll ask you. We'll ask you everything we need. Sarah, do you know who's next? I sure. Are they here? Yeah, they both of. Oh, both he is. Do you know that fella, Sarah? Oh, huh? Do you, you want to bring up Kurt? No, I, I don't, don't want to take that away from. Okay, you. I'll do it. I haven't done one in a bit. I would let. I would. I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this next person, he's been on the show. He's one of my absolute favorite people in the world. That's what you said about me when you introduced me. Uh, <clears throat> that was Mulaney. No, that was me. It was Manzoukas. I, I introduced you. It's hard to oh. tell which one of us is which. Oh. It's hard to say. It's me, Jason Manzoukas. Don't worry about it. I just what like are you going, talking about? I like a white Oxford shirt and I like the same pair of jeans. It's not I, deal. You only do me as your Mark Wahlberg impression. <laughs> What a, what a big people I feel like listening when I'm to the around, podcast. You're just workshopping Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think crystals have healing properties. <laughs> it's not a big deal. People that I believe in a higher power. I would never say that. <laughs> Guys, we're wasting time. Pete's got to get his jeans waxed. <laughs> <laughs> we were making fun of my jeans up top. You can't get these jeans wet. These are L.A. jerk jeans. Why would you wear jeans? You can't get wet. They're Status. jeans. I'm, I'm so dry. People look at me walking down the street. They're like, "That motherfucker's never wet." Can can you that, that can your be... jeans stay awake after midnight, or do they turn into <laughs> grandma? <laughs> yeah, very good, Mulaney. Very good. This next guy comes to the stage. One of my favorite people. I'm still not 100 percent on how to say his last name. So watch as I slur it a little That's bit. That's why I was scared. What is it? That's why I was scared. Kurt. Brown Owler. Brown Owler. No. Brown Owler. That's how you say it. Brown Owler. Kurt Brown Owler. It's an awkward Brown-oler. hug. Brown Owler. So oh. simple. I wanted so you to simple and not... beautiful. That's why I never changed it. Yes. Yeah, you have a hair in your face. No, Give it away. Give it to someone. Give it to the sleeping woman. I, I didn't. But no, I was there. I was pract- I do sword swallowing, but the tiniest swords. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! There it is. You That's really a got sharp it. sword. It's a very sharp sword. Uh, the the thinner it is, the sharper it is. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> I'm a little upset. John's all the way down there because if we were all in a row, we would be the least aggressive barbershop quartet, <laughs> <laughs> like ever. And barbershop quartets are not known for aggressiveness. No, they're not. They will take some shit down. You oh, have yeah. a beard. You're rocking a beard, which I really enjoy. Ugh, thank, I don't know. I feel like it, it, I feel like it still looks like, like, I, like I shaved my pubic hair upside down while eating a bowl of glue. <laughs> face pubes. You got face pubes. I have face pubes. I understand. Someday it'll be a beard. I, 
Like that. Someday it'll be a beard like that. Well, Zuki's got, you know... This is a real, real deal face pubes. <laughs> RDFP. It's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah. Some RDFP. I yeah, understand. Yeah, of course. You know, how, you ever grow a beard? I couldn't. I couldn't you if could? I That's tried. That's what I thought. And then I took a year and I did it. The thing Why? is about this is I, you just have to wait. You have to go through like eight months of really awkward conversations. Like, yes, I understand. Yeah. It's like you have to disappear. Like if you get hair plugs, you have to go write your book for six months. Or oh, whatever. is that what, is that what, what you I've do for hair plugs? Yeah. yeah oh, but, I would never No, it's know. true. It's an embarrassing surgery. <laughs> Was it prompted by anything? Did you just want to up your manliness factor or uh, see what I would just, happen? I didn't do it for a few days and then my girlfriend was like, it looks good. You should try it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I... What's easy about it is if you just don't do anything or not make a choice, yes. it happens. Right. It's just lazy. It's uh, just lazy, yeah. You could just be a drifter. I could just be a drifter. Maybe you've been outdoors for a long time. Drifter with glasses. You don't see a drifter with glasses. <laughs> you never see like a real transient guy with like, but if my glasses break, I'll die. You will see the occasional monocle. You'll see <laughs> a monocle. <laughs> but a it used, it's just a half glasses. It's just like, these used to be glasses. Full captain's what outfit. What does that say? 13 pounds of pork mints? Is that what drifters eat? Was he looking at that on a train car? That's how yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah, he's, he's got a hat on and everything. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm enjoying your beard energy. Oh, thanks. We, we, did, uh, we did Mushrooms in the Woods. It's reminding we me of that. We did do Mushrooms yeah, in the Woods. I wasn't even planning on talking about I that. I didn't even plan on talking about that either. Is everything okay? Oh, oh my right. God. Yep. Oh, there we go. Sarah's going oh, right. to get Sarah's the photo. Sarah's getting something. I, let's just say comforting things that we'll you can just... sleep through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes! Did you get it? <laughs> Let me you see. Get it? You got it? <laughs> she got a good shot. That is fantastic. That was, that was a real team effort. Mulaney saw. 100%, he tapped you guys. Me, I tapped you. Uh, I feel like we motion all. Motion offense. That, that is motion offense. <laughs> uh, Amazing. It looks pretty good. That's full that asleep. That is great. That's full asleep. That's, that is, is full asleep. That, that, is rem, that is REM sleep. We should interview her. That is her the sleep of bedtime. someone listening to a beard growing story. <laughs> How dare you? How there dare you go. fall asleep there. to the story timeless, of growing a beard? Sleep. <laughs> I was interested. <laughs> so we, we did mushrooms in the woods, and yeah. I, that, that something about your beard and the way that you were a sherpa to all of us. That we were me. we we saw elk mating. That was a dangerous thing to see. Like, because elk are giant. They're like 16 feet tall. And, and when they, they get noise. horny, they get angry. Yeah. And we were just tripping, and we we're trying not to make a noise. You know they're, they're not six feet, 16 feet tall, right? <laughs> like, it occurs to me that you might be trying to pass that off as real knowledge right now. But as a high person, you might have seen two My Little Ponies <laughs> positioned on awkwardly. Top of each other. And they're down there. They're big. They were big. All right, 15 feet, 6 inches. Can we agree on that? <laughs> Large fucking things that made a lot of noise, and they, they batted their they antlers batted together their, yeah, to, yeah. to see who would take the lady to, to dinner. I, I, I felt like we were a real team, though. We were you know, a real We were team. a real team. Like, when you were take, like, uh, hallucinogenics with people, you become like a, yeah. like a SEAL team of drug takers together. <laughs> do you ever feel that way? I do. It was like, you, go find cigarettes. Uh, you make sure nobody talks to us. I'm gonna stand up against this wall and figure out if it's stucco or if someone glued a million tiny rocks to it. 
I remember feeling very bonded to you because we were both tall, fair gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And I, I had a feeling that you were me. I, that, I remember being like, that's me over there. You did? You yeah. actually had yeah, that yeah, moment? Yeah. It was Because I was lying on a rock, you know, in the sun. Yeah. And I started to just merge with the rock a little bit. And I was like, where am I? Oh, there I am. <laughs> I re- I remember about that day because we're literally, we hiked up into like there's a the Well, that I didn't like. I didn't like that we took them. Whose idea was that? Let's to take hike. drugs. For two miles and then straight hike. up. It's a it's terrible idea. Up. It's very stressful, but we got to the top and we're on this flat rock and there's a big lake. And I put my feet in the, the lake and I was like, oh, guys, this is a mountain <laughs> lake. This is fucking amazing. And I like convinced everyone to take their shoes off and put them in the lake. And then as soon as I did that, I looked down and just like 50 or 100 little worms had come out of the dirt and were swimming toward my feet yeah and i was like oh my what if it's one of those worms yes that, like gets in your skin and then lives in your body and then patches eggs and then like you pee out worms or something yeah, yeah, yeah. something <laughs> but think about it because it's a such a remote mountain lake this is the one foot it's ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's, oh god oh and i pull my feet out immediately and i yeah. watch them all just search for my foot <laughs> They all have a myth of your foot appearing that one day. You started a religion with those worms. They're like, if we pray harder, the five-toed beast will show its head. And we'll get that sweet, sweet foot. (laughs) There's one priest worm that's waiting and sacrificing. There was also that duck that was... Well, I was trying to remember what it was with the duck. The duck was, was... There was no animals around, and then one duck just started making its way through lily pads, so it had to go like this weird securitous route, yeah. and Rich Blomquist just said, oh, that's the narc duck. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really like coming at us, like, bet on. And then Rich just said, uh, oh, you guys got any jazz cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> and then that fucking duck jumped up onto the rock and hung out with us for an hour. Yes, I remember that. Shit doesn't happen like that when you're not on mushrooms. I know. I think it's because you don't sit still and wait for ducks when you're not on mushrooms. I think mystical things do happen for real when you're on hallucinogenics. It's like misinformation, like how the idea that like uh, people tell real information about aliens to crazy people because it doesn't matter that they're telling people because no one will believe them. Right. Am I talking still? (laughs) You're saying the duck was like, those guys are shrooming. No one will ever believe them. (laughs) Guys, watch this. Yeah, watch this. Check this this out. There's a bunch of ducks like, we'll all hang back, man. Go fuck them up. I swear to God. Give them a story they'll never forget. They know we travel in schools. Let's freak them out and go single. They'll be telling this on a podcast in no time. And, and you now have a podcast, which I just did, where you talk about boats, but then, then the other one was you get people lost, which I scared bl- me. I blindfold people, put them <clears throat> in my car, and then I drive them to somewhere they've never been, and I unblindfold them, and then they have to figure out how to get home. That's so what terrifying. What part is the podcast? The whole thing. So you walk with them... No, I drive home? in my car, so we talk right, in the car. Talk in the car. And then I get them, I walk them to a place that's okay. usually, you know, a What's dramatic reveal. What's an example reveal. of a place you've driven someone? Uh, just recently, I drove Kyle Kinane to, there's underground tunnels underneath uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that what you were telling me about from Dark Knight Rises? 
What? Where they filmed Dark Knight no, Rises? No, no, that was a different one. I did, that was with Mike You're finding Mike all Lawrence. the tunnels. Yeah, I'm finding a lot of cool tunnels. You're super into tunnels, right? Uh, tunnel bro is my tattoo across my dick. <laughs> but when it's time, it just, it just says, says T-bro. <laughs> <laughs> Your pubeless but, dick. It's my pubeless dick, that's right. Uh, but, all, but it's the weirdest tunnels because they're not scary tunnels. They just connect all of like the municipal buildings downtown, and nobody knows about them. But like City Hall, the mayor's office, Hall of Records, like the most Terrorists. boring places. Terrorists, yeah. <laughs> Terrorists could go to this place and blow it up, <laughs> and everything in LA would shut down. I'm if just giving you a LA tip. Terror attack because you revealed that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an Al Qaeda sleeper cell, that's like, hey, did you guys listen to the Muslim stories? <laughs> No, no, the live one. You, the live one. One. you made it I usually No, I heard, I heard his one-on-one. I skip the live ones because they're all so obsessed with him and it's just sick offensive almost. But uh, I listen to this one and it's really very good. <laughs> just there's a little Even wheel that moves audio, forward 30 seconds. Like just terrorist. keep hitting it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, John. I don't Now neither of I, us know what we said. But shit let's all over out. your bit and I apologize. That's okay. We were all making fun of Pete, so we were all we were all doing the Lord's work. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Kurt, it's a little bit of a non sequitur. I did want to plug your podcast. That Thank you, guys. Listen to my podcast, guys. It's brand new. Is that has it gone sideways at all? Or are people getting their way back? Are the people getting their way back? Yeah, like, did Kyle... Is Kyle still in this tunnel? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Can I yeah. ask? So then when they are, try to find their way home, are you with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then usually, like, it'll be a reveal. And then once they know where they are, then it's like, oh, well, I would get back by driving. And I'm like, that's right, hop in my car. <laughs> so you drive them back. Wait, what? What? This podcast sounds stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> into it before when it sounded like a Bear Grylls scenario. <laughs> but now it just sounds like you driving people around. <laughs> we drive especially around to an interesting place that's confusing and weird. And, and at least they feel lost for probably 20 to 35 minutes and that's the idea of it. Can to they like not make use them vulnerable. their... their one button that tells you exactly where you <laughs> they are. They cannot, they cannot. Oh. I usually say that I w- would take their wallet and cell phone, but that becomes tedious after a point. So I just let them keep and I say, just don't use it. And also, why would you be that asshole? Right at the beginning of a podcast. Uh, I'm on 5th Street and 7th. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the techniques then to figuring it out? Some sort of landmark? Well, my, mainly it's things just... Things in the breeze? <laughs> things in the... Mostly we throw things up and see where they blow and we're like, oh, we're west of something. No. God wants us to go left. <laughs> You're really into God tonight. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. been weird. Uh, no, it's, real, it's more like explore time. It's like, let's f- see if you can figure out where the fuck we are. Right, because you're tired of knowing everything. Is that the, kind of the idea? You want to go to a, a time where we churned our own butter and we're lost? Yeah, I definitely don't want to churn my own butter. You that haven't tried like it then. really labor-intensive. <laughs> so delicious. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea of being lost and being confused. Were you blowing on my neck before? I was. Because I'm sw- sweaty, right? Yeah, and I know that feels so good when you're it sweaty. It really does. But I'm also sweaty all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah's just blowing on Kurt's An back of head. An old Silverman neck blow. <laughs> oh, the forehead is where it really needs it. It's not, I'm not going to stop sweating, though. I know, but it feels nice. But don't worry, I'm from a universe where sweating signifies confidence and ability. <laughs> so it's totally fine. 
<laughs> I love it. Uh, let me ask you this. So you, everybody got a chance to talk. Do you put any stock in like weird mystical things like psychics, ghosts? No, no psychics or anything like that. But I do do the I Ching, which is probably what along does that the lines. Mean? I Ching is like, it's a full 5,000 year old book of, it's called the Book of Changes. And you roll the bones, it's called. And there's symbols. Wait, I don't know. I'll believe what you're saying. Is this real? It's is real. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's isn't real. a comedy bit? No, it's not a comedy bit. You roll bones like in Willow? It's called... <laughs> it's called rolling the bones, but essentially it's either a broken line or a, or a straight line. And then you put nine of them together, which gives you a trigram, and then you yes. look that up in a book. You look it up in some sort of special book? It's a book... And it's a book that's all translated from Chinese that's 5,000 years old, so all of it doesn't make sense. And it's very confusing, but it's kind of like a little poem that can kind of give you perspective. That's what I find, at least, so go fuck yourselves. I'm listening. <laughs> I'll that bring sounds it next time almost completely the same as Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, you might as well just be like, oh, well, my, gu- my guiding principle in life is a 20-sided die. I roll it, I call my, my dungeon master, and he tells me what to do for the rest of the day. <laughs> and it's bullshit, but it's comforting. It's comforting. <laughs> I find it. <laughs> but it's not a religious thing. You just do it for shits, shits and giggles? Uh, I would say, like, the I Ching's probably, like, the basis. Like, it, it evolved into Confucianism and then evolved into Buddhism and all that sort of stuff. So it does have, like, a Buddhist feel to it, but it's, a, it's how you can become aligned in the way. That's what it's called. It's all about becoming aligned in the way, like a river. It's just cheaper than buying a bag of fortune cookies. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lot of time it tells me that I'm going to be very rich and my lucky numbers are 14 and 11. <laughs> I want to, and how to learn how to speak Chinese. Yeah. I want to do that so bad. I've been wanting to actually get a bunch of um, jokes and print them and put them in fortune cookies and then just give them to Chinese food restaurants. Like one where you open it I'm up sure and they just... take them. <laughs> Oh, wait, you want to give us fortune cookies? Of course, of course, we'll give them to our, our, our customers. Why wouldn't yeah, we? We'll really? put them in our empty fortune cookies. Hey, wait, what are you news, guys. Wait, I... you, fortune cookie guys, you can take a break tonight. <laughs> a real nice young man just dropped off some cookies for free. Sweaty as hell. Sweaty, sweaty, oh, as, hell. He's sweaty as hell. He's shaking. Bag He's of homemade. On the Which ground. filled me with confidence, so let's just give these out. <laughs> but if there was a way to get them in there, it would be great if you cracked open a fortune cookie and it just said, this cookie is poison. <laughs> this cookie is poison. Is a good one. Uh, or uh, I'm an origami snake. Wait, is that one? <laughs> my, my origami snake. That's what it just my says. My father from Boston makes the same joke every time. He opens it and he reads it and he goes, help, Chinese cook locked in kitchen. Has anyone? Yeah. Has anyone heard? I like that the yeah. cook specifies Chinese <laughs> Not another because one. There's also a ah, Korean ah. cook locked in the kitchen, ah. and he wants to make sure you free him. <laughs> Kurt B. Kurt Brown Oler. Brown. Hey. Kurt Brown Oler. One of my favorites. He got blown upon, and he, and he tantalized us all. Kurt, aren't you also trying to make a billboard, get a billboard up? Yes, I'm trying to make a billboard uh, if anybody right has there. lots of money. Uh, trying to get a billboard in the middle of the country that just says, um, well, two, that one is just an envelope. It's a big billboard of an envelope. And it says, uh, to Brian. And underneath it says, giant Brian, not regular Brian. <laughs> so if anybody wants to give me money for that, I'm trying to do that right now. <laughs> and my album's on pre-sale right now. Go buy it. Yes, called How Thank Do I you. Land. Kurt Brownoler. 
Kurt, do you want to bring up the next fella? He's right there. It's... Yes, of course. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to bring out this man. I've known him for so many years. He's not only a beautiful man, but a hilarious man, and he has stories of woe and joy that will bring, bring smiles to your heart and, and, and children galore. Please welcome to the stage, Robert Hubel. Thank you for having me. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. She was nodding Wake again. Wake up. Not you. Everybody else. <laughs> Pete, do you mind? Can everyone stand up? Everyone stand up. Sure, I'll stand do it with up, you. Turn to the person next to you and high five them. Hey. Hey, okay. Weird boy. All right, sit down. Shut up. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. That was like church. I know. May the you, peace uh, of Christ be with you. Yeah, that's great. Be with you. And also with you. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Finally, Let's get into someone it. who speaks my language. Let's get into it. You grew up religious, Robbie Hube? Did I what? Grow up religious? Um, you Just, really are into religion a lot. Tonight. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, you know, with Kurt, what is came going out... on? What is going on? That's what I want to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I did grow up going to church, I, and I do go to church um, sometimes here. Um, um, yeah. What kind? Crazy church. <laughs> um, no, you know the, uh, the church I've been going to, um, I've been there a couple times, um, the one on Hollywood and Highland with the big gay... I know that rip- one. Yeah, it's actually, it's, I mean, not that it would be, but it's super fun. And, yeah. You know, I've only been there a couple times. My friend Ken Marino goes there and he was like, yeah, go there. And I was like, okay. So anything Ken Marino tells me to do, I do. But what? I don't know. I don't... That- Convince. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. That's interesting. See, yeah. well, you know, he closed with E. Ching. I want to get to that shit right away. You know, he closed I mean? with E. Trade. <laughs> he closed with the E. Ching baby. Where's Manzukas? He uh, he went. You can't just leave he in left. a podcast. He left in the middle of a podcast. It's really upsetting. To well, me. the listener should just be like, "Fuck that guy." I'm just obsessed. Right. Maybe I just he's having get my a special crystal. Maybe he's having a, a BM. <laughs> you say having a BM. a BM, not doing a BM. Maybe he's presenting a BM. You have it. <laughs> he's presenting unveiling a BM. a BM is what we said in my family. Yeah. the unveiling. Did yeah. you say Dookie in your house? Or no, we didn't say that. Um, we we did say BM. You did say we, we said really BM did. too. That's why I love saying it. Because it's comforting to me to say that now because it makes other people uncomfortable. I feel the same way. Like, my mom would yeah. be like, do you need to make a BM? And <laughs> yeah. Like, Ew, mom, no. But now I need to say that all the time to yeah. everyone. It's a wonderful thing. I find blast a deuce to be the funniest. <laughs> blast a deuce. Every, I'm a professional, and every time I think a very simple thing, I got to blast a deuce. I laugh and laugh, and while I'm doing it, I'm laughing. <laughs> That's Which is a way great. to brighten up your life. I was just in, uh, in South Carolina at the beach, and I was staying at this place and, uh, uh, with my girlfriend. And it was, it's this very sort of um, rustic bed and breakfast, and it's so rustic that you share a bathroom with the room next to you. Which sounds charming until, like, every morning you just hear people cycling through, just destroying it. Just like old southern ladies, just like... Like, How bad is the breakfast? It's in the name. It's just the human body. It's just doing what we're told, what our bodies 
tell us to do. But um, and we shouldn't be ashamed of that. <laughs> I don't know. We should. Maybe we should. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I don't um, like a bed and breakfast. I love a hotel. I don't like a bed and breakfast. I didn't have a choice. We were at a we. There was this small family beach where my family goes, and there are no hotels. There's, it's like this is there's and I, here's the shitty part. This is what a terrible person I am. I would not stay with my family. Like, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my, the, my nieces and nephews, they're all staying in this house that they rent. And then me and my girlfriend were like, that's adorable. We're going to stay down the street where we can hear other humans' shit. It's better um, than being with family. Yeah, well, it's just hard. I mean, there's so many people. And, like, I was trying to kind of shelter my girlfriend a little bit and make her think that my family's not that bananas. Yes. And, uh, and, but, you know, so we would go there during the day and then, and then retreat to this bed and breakfast at night. But it's impossible. No, that's I, the way to do it, man. You got to yeah. have those boundaries. But there's no way to hide how... Ins- my father is now... My parents are older, and my father loves to drink. And he, he's not an alcoholic. <laughs> he just loves <laughs> Until it. Until I asked, I was like, do you think you're an alcoholic? He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What is it with pilots and being alcoholic? You know that my father is a pilot. Yeah, my father is a retired airline pilot, <laughs> which that should be some comfort to all of you. <laughs> What's Isn't the movie? That a thing? That's a thing. Yeah. What's the well, movie Flight based on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie Flight was based on my dad. My dad is Denzel Washington, <laughs> and he was super hungover. He's like, "Oh, I know what to do." <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched it. My dad came out here to visit me in the spring, and um, I had a screener of that movie, and I watched it with my dad. And it was fascinating to watch a movie about flying with my dad, because my dad was like, you can't do that. <laughs> no way. I would have done that shit. <laughs> yeah. You but, don't um, know if he was boozing while he was flying. That's no, 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 no. Just He's retired. He's been retired for like 25 years. Please, fly... Fly airplanes. Don't worry about it. Fly freely. What could go wrong? Nothing ever goes wrong. Um, oh. <laughs> Rob looked at his watch that but, he's not wearing. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, but no, he flew a million years ago. And, but now, oh, so what I was going to say is, so my dad now to monitor his drink, and all my dad drinks is red wine, but to monitor how much he's drinking during the day, he pours it into a measuring cup. And fucking walks around with a measuring cup of red wine, like he doesn't. He doesn't pour that into another glass. No, he pours that into his belly, <laughs> like What's Julia Child with butter. Yeah, what yeah. Is the amazing. What's the amount? I want to know how much. I don't know how much is in a measuring cup. I mean, different how... sizes. <laughs> if it's a what? If it's a it's measuring not a cup, universal it's one measuring I would say cup. over the course of several hours, he drinks several. Different sizes of measuring cups of red wine. Why are you even involved in this? Um, it is, yeah, I, but so I was just, my he girlfriend. He just books his Coke in a cake mixer. He's like, it's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. And my girlfriend's like, what's going on with that guy? It's like, I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. Well, it's a hard thing with a girlfriend that you, they have to meet the two things that you're like a, a hybrid of. I, I think that shouldn't be necessary, but of course it is. She always, and she asked, she's smart too. She asked me, she's like, do you think you're more like your mom or like your dad? My mom. I'm, I'm exactly like my mom. Um, <laughs> you look down, you have a measuring cup filled with Pinot Noir. Yeah. I'd probably say mom, and you just yeah. pour it in your mixer. Yeah. Or as you call it, your mouth. <laughs> and then we look out in the backyard that night, and my mom's just like snapping the necks of like stray dogs. Like, I'm like my dad. I'm like my dad. 
But um, so both parents still around? Yeah, both my yes. Yeah, yeah. You no, gotta my ask. mom is dead, but we bring her to the beach. <laughs> it's a weekend at Bernie's. Um, yeah, both my parents are still around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but they are older, and uh, I don't know if I don't know how old your guys' parents are. By the way, this is a terrible use of their time. I feel and Mulaney's just like, fuck. I could be watching Netflix. <laughs> I, we, you and I are on different places right now. I am so far down the street. We're in different from area codes. Yeah. We're in different area codes. Yeah. And you're blue lit. It looks like you're an angel watching this. We do in have the different past. lighting. Are angels blue? <laughs> well, it's as if as the you move down Scrooge. the line of the podcast, you age through life and then die. <laughs> and, and you are now definitively in the heaven. I know, and portion. I'm watching you all like an old woman at a birthday party. I'm just nodding. I'm, and I feel I'm like... not joining in. You have fun. Someone's nice and they walk over and sit next to me and I'm like, you go talk to them. I, you don't want to sit with me. I just realized that men don't wear engagement rings because you just said you got engaged. Yeah, men don't wear engagement rings. I don't have any kind of ring. How we do did, in South how, America. How did you actually propose Some to your parts. girlfriend? Did you already go through that? I, I heard the no, story. No, I didn't go through that. Like, oh, what I did you tell do? You. Yeah, you do it. I just really need attention right now. I'm sorry. I've been sitting here quiet. But yeah. she knows the whole story. All right. This isn't true. Are you going to act it out? No, this isn't true, I know. But I've been dying to say this ever since you talked about proposing because for some reason it's been my head. I don't know if it's real, a wives' tale, or a joke, uh, like a comedian's joke, in which case I didn't re- make this up, but maybe somebody did or maybe it really happened. Maybe you guys will hear. But do you ever hear this where the guy calls his girlfriend, sorry, and he calls his girlfriend You're and he's like... You're picking your wedge there? Yeah. <laughs> You're picking your wedge. Wait, wait, wait. What's podcast. happening right now? It's a podcast. Underwear. They're Do like it. so strange. Like such a delicate pick. So, um... <laughs> have you heard this or the guy Into the goes... shower? He calls his girlfriend in and he's like, oh my god... You know, like they're at a point where they can do this, and he's like, "There's something like it's in my ass," and he like yes. he asks her, "Did you know what this is?" I have legit heard that this happened to someone. I okay. have to. I will have to find out I'll after who it, it happened right? to. So then he goes, "Oh, you just look. Oh, fuck, it hurts," and he like spreads his ass cheeks, and she's like, "Fine," and he spreads his ass cheeks, and coming out of his asshole is the end of a diamond engagement ring, and then he goes, "Will you make me the happiest?" <laughs> All right, so is that true? I heard, now I feel stupid because it might be an old wives' tale, but I swear to God I talked to somebody recently who told me about a woman they knew who that happened to. Okay, I'll have to find out after. I'm so sorry. It's definitely not an old wives' tale. Like, maybe it's a new wives' tale. It's a pretty modern thing. But it's a fucked up story that someone just made up. It's more urban legend than wives' tale. Wives' tale is like... Not like this, I think. But there is, like, a lot of pressure, I feel like, now to, if you're going to propose, because of the internet, you want it to, you know, I think people have a tendency to, like, film those things. Assholes do that. Yeah. And they hope that it'll, like, go viral. So I just feel like there's, like, all this, like, (laughs) pressure to, like, do something crazy. So that has, like, made me think, like, if I ever propose, like, I would love to do something where, like, you're at a dinner at, like, your girlfriend's house... And, like, her parents are there, and her grandparents are there. You've planned this whole thing out, and it's like you're toasting, and everyone's dressed up and looking nice. And then I've imagined this, that, like, then, like, my girlfriend's grandfather just starts choking, like, really bad. Like, just like... 
at, like choking to death and like just turning purple. I've sort of fantasized about this. And like my girlfriend's mom is like, what's happening? And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just knock her out of the, you know. And I start like doing the high, and I'm just like the hero saving this man's life. And then he's like, and he coughs up the ring. And I'm like, will you marry me? Like, I think that would be a good one. I, I think I would, I would just buy a ring and hold on to it for as long as it took, years, and then just wait for the next, like, massive earthquake here. And then as it just happens, and I'd be like, what's this? What is In this? the rubble. <laughs> Boom. Once in a lifetime. I used to think that, uh, this isn't good for a podcast that's visual, but when I was little, I thought that when a girl's engaged and she tells her friends, you just do this with your hand, like... I'm engaged. Like, I, I didn't know that she's showing a ring. Like, like a gang sign. Like, like, you go just like this. There was, <laughs> there was a hand gesture. When you get engaged, there's a hand gesture. <laughs> Mulaney, what did you do? It's pretty funny. You told me this story. Oh, it's, uh, well. So. I, this I, is re- going to be amazing, you guys. <laughs> This is something personal you want to share with everyone, right? No, it's not going to be like, I took it to a restaurant. No, I, I, we were supposed to fly home from Los Angeles. I changed our flight so that we were flying home the next day. So we're packed up to go to the airport. And I was like, we're not going to the airport. I wanted to spend one more day in California. Let's <laughs> and go that's to the when beach. I Instagrammed the words, yeah. he's proposing. Yeah. <laughs> Pete flew over in one of those planes in a skywriting plane, <laughs> cackling like he does. <laughs> Wearing a leather cap. <laughs> so I was like, hey, we're staying in California an extra day. And she's like, I have a book deadline. I can't do that. And I was like, uh, <laughs> well, we're off. <laughs> Started the car. <laughs> we drove in fucking silence to Malibu. <laughs> it, like, in, of like, I was like, oh, I never factored in Los Feliz to Malibu. And how that's nine hours. <laughs> And how I've never, ever done anything spontaneous before so that this feels very weird. In my head, I was like, we are having a day at the beach. And she'd be like, well, how lovely. And then we just drive off. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we drive in silence. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> People are calling. I don't mean. I do not mean to keep harping on this. People are calling to tell me the show didn't get picked up. So they're calling. <laughs> while we're driving to the beach. We get to the beach at Gladstones. You guys know that beach? We had been there a couple weeks before, and it had been beautiful. And I thought to myself, if I had a ring now, I would ask her here. That's why I picked that beach. So we get back to that beach. It is crawling with homeless people. Like, the beginning of Holy Grail. You remember the beginning of Holy Grail? There's like an old woman just beating the mud with her hands. There's a woman with scales all over her arms, digging in the sand with both arms. We walked down. I kept being like, in ten feet, it'll get better. And then a guy would come out like, And I was like, in ten feet, it'll get better. There was a guy, shirtless, big barrel chest, screaming at the ocean. And that was like halfway down the beach. And Anna goes, there are nicer beaches in Malibu. And I was like, yes. And we turn around. We walk out, walk off the beach. We get in the car. I texted my friend. I was like, what's another beach in Malibu? And he goes, because he knew the plan. He goes, shit. Uh, Zuma? So I actually plugged in. And now this is not a good story anymore. Put in the name of a beach just like 40 minutes away. We drove. This is a terrible story. We took her to the beach and I asked her to marry me. 
It's a great story. There's well, no, no problem the with that story. Bad. I don't. The end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the end isn't bad because I got. Your lighting just got better. They just lit you better because of that story. I'm no longer but in the blue. But if all those scary homeless people suddenly turned into like a lame-is flash mob, right? It would be amazing. Do you think at any point she thought that's what was happening? She was like, "Oh no." No, she said, "I feel bad re- revealing her stuff," but she said, "She's like, I went because she said I have to go to the bathroom." She went to the bathroom at Gladstones and she was like, "I needed to calm myself down because you, I thought I was about to get engaged at Gladstones," <laughs> and I was like, "I need to be okay with this." Oh my in god! Case his plan <laughs> at eleven in the morning. Was to propose at a seafood restaurant. That's the Gladstones that's at the airport. Yeah, the Gladstones at LAX. At LAX. We've all eaten there. Yeah. But wasn't that the plan to get engaged at Gladstones? No, on the beach. The beach, you know, because it's at sunset and the beach is to walk down. Okay. She thought I was going to, like, in a restaurant where they're still setting up. I love it to death. Well, thank you for telling that. To keep it on the hubes, I don't want you to get Sorry, it too Sorry, I, I didn't mean to get off of me. <laughs> Never. I love, I love getting it off. Can I ask you a question that we ask on the show? You can, you can have your choice. Yeah. Can you remember when... Is the... this about Bigfoot? I believe. Do you? <laughs> yes. I know. You I know really? for a fact. That's the... Is this about stuff. ghosts? Yes. Believe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is this about aliens? Yes. Well, aliens, come on. Yesterday, I was flying back from South Carolina, and I looked. We were flying into L.A., and I looked out, and I saw a lot of you just fucking jerking. I was like, <laughs> no. But I, I looked out the window, and I, I could not figure out what this was. There was something passing us super fast. It was a red sphere, and it was going so fast, like that way, and I was, but it was going right, I was sitting in the window seat, I was like watching, I was like, I'm going to fucking get this on YouTube, I'm going to be a hero, like, this is proof of aliens, like right here, it's going right by, and then I looked closer, it was just a, it was like a, um, a, a balloon, like a, like a kid's balloon, and the sun was going down, so it was like perfectly lit, and it was like glowing, and like, and we were going fast that way, and the balloon was just going, Meh. but anyway, that means there are aliens, right? Well, they probably are, right? I don't know, you guys. How could there not be? Did your dad ever, your dad ever see be? anything while flying? That's a great question. He was too drunk to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go home, get yeah. out the mixing bowls, <laughs> and get him to spin yeah. some tails. The measuring cup, yeah. Um, I don't know. No, one time he got struck by lightning. That happens a lot. You're, you're, like, sometimes the plane will get struck by lightning. And one time uh, he flew through a bunch of bats. But he was just joyriding. He was just doing a Denzel Washington. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was flying, like, through South America. And, you know, there's, like, a bunch of bats that migrate and stuff. And your plane just goes, like, like, just fucking bat gravy, you know. Just... Did it turn? Oh, we feel bad for bats? That's an animal we feel bad for? Oh, bats. Did he get on the... They're vampires. What? You have to explain what happened to the people. The, the plane is covered in black goo. Oh, I think they were fine. You know, I mean, it's a big plane. What could go wrong? Nothing goes <laughs> wrong in planes. <laughs> I don't know why we're not all laughing more. That was a wonderful place callback. Was like, the question I was going to ask you is, do you know the hardest time you've ever laughed? Oh. 
Or, well, I yeah. think I do, but it's a little embarrassing because it was not a, I'm sure it was a mushroom thing. You guys were talking about mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the hardest times I ever laughed was um, <laughs> when we were in New York. Uh, a lot of us were in New York at the same time. And um, I did mushrooms with um, some friends, and it was really fun. I, I always think you should do them outside also. And, uh, and we would go to Central Park and just get literally lost in Central Park. And, um, but there's the, um, the place where they, that you can rent the little boats, the little, like, um, you know, uh, little sailboats and drive them around. They're like little remote control boats. So it was Wait, like, what? Okay, there's a, there's a boat pond. There's, a, there's like, you know, a, a pond that they made, humans made. Human made? Human, a man-made pond. And it's very shallow, and there are, you know, boats, like sailboats that are a little, you know, this big. I've lived there for seven years, and no one took me to mini boats? Oh, yeah. This is in the New York of Sarah's dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the real world. So mini boating. Okay, so so we went to this pond where there are all these boats, and that, at that moment, there happened to be all of these um, naval officers there in their full white Navy uniform (laughs) driving the little boats. I lost my shit. I was like, ah, ha, ha. But aggressive, too, like, ha, 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 ha. They were like, Jesus, man. But it just seemed crazy. That these real sailors would also sail small boats, like, and also it's their time off, <laughs> right? That they're gonna go and sail tiny boats when yeah. they're off the big yes. boats. Was it like Fleet Week? Were they like? I happen to be getting a lot of blowjobs from sailors, so yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Um, it must have been Fleet Week. Yeah, that wouldn't happen if you weren't on mushrooms. You're that, right. Right. Only those moments, like. There we go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that was, that was probably the hard, one of the hardest that. times. I love that. I'm so happy to have that in my yeah. mind now. Rob Hubel, yeah. everybody. Would you clap for Rob Hubel? So, all right, even further down, Mulaney, even further down for our final guest. Is he here? He is here. Yes. Uh, Rob, do you know who the final guest is? Yeah, can I introduce him? Yes, please. All right. Am I supposed to make a big deal uh, and like uh, do like music and drums? Kurt, where are you going? Are you going? Are you going to have a BM? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching his show, you should be watching it on Comedy Central. Please welcome Anthony Jesselner. <laughs> Anthony Jesselnick. Oh, I don't know what is worse. <laughs> being the final guest on your live podcast or being in the audience <laughs> for your live podcast. It wasn't that long. You were rushing over from another place, weren't you? Yes. Where was that? Therapy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How was it? It was great, Pete. I often book podcasts immediately after therapy because I feel like that's a good time. You're already talking. You're opening up. I was like, I, I was like I, I'm not going to talk about any of this on Pete's show. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Haunting stuff? I'm in a weird place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that true? It's a weird... I mean, you'll find out. You know what I mean? When you start doing your show. My yeah. show premieres tomorrow night. Hey. Uh, yeah. Am I... 
the second season. So I've been working like crazy for months on it, and it's just fucking lonely. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's just fucking weird. We're used to being comedians. You know, right. When you're out and you see people all the time. Doing a show is not like that. And, and there's brutal. pressure, too, I have to imagine. Is that sure. isolating? Is that what that feels like? You feel like it's on your shoulders? It's, yeah, because you have all these people around you. You've got like 100 people who work for you, but you're the only one out there. You're the one with your name on the show. So right. that, is, that is difficult. And you're the boss. So you can't, like, flirt with people at work. You know what I mean? You have right? to, like, you've got to be the boss, and that's yeah. not fun. So you're with people all the time, but they can't really be friends with you right. because you're the, you're the guy. That sounds horrible. It is. It's not fun. We're the guys that make fun of bosses and that sort of structure. Exactly, and we should never have bosses. So or then all offices. of a sudden, it's like, now we have a boss. Right. And that's the worst. Like, I like all the people I work with at Comedy Central, but I hate Comedy Central. <laughs> Because they're the authority figure in my life, and I can't stand that. It makes sure. me so crazy. Well, they probably, don't they censor you or try to censor you a lot? Your show's pretty... They've been pretty good, but every once in a while, I'll hear something from them, and I fucking lose it. I'm right. like, which one of you thinks you're funnier than me? <laughs> you give the first note. And, it's, and so everyone lies to you when you have your own show. People, uh. They'll never give you the note. They'll give someone else the note. Who gives it to you? It's like playing telephone. They yeah. do. They give each other's notes so that it's, they're never the accountable one. Like, this you, is coming from someone else. They have this note. You said that like you've, you've been sitting there this whole time thinking I'm lying. And then I said one thing true. You're like, that's true. <laughs> that thing is. No, it's all, it's all true, everybody. So you're surrounded by people that you can't really be that close with. You no. have like an office, and yeah. then you have like you go home and sleep. Are you are you making an effort to like do weird things, or are you just exhausted? I try to go out at night if I can. I've been trying to. But make I've an been effort, out with you. Tough. You get you get recognized a lot now, isn't that? Doesn't that fuck your shit up a little bit? Uh, a little bit. It's it's more like it gets kind of easier. You know, you're like you're the guy from the roast. Oh my god! And then it's like I like your show. Right. You, know, you get that after a while, right. which okay. is, makes things easier. And that's okay. It's okay. I, I don't like... I like any fan that I meet or anyone who recognizes me. I always enjoy it. Unless they have had anything to drink. <laughs> and then it is hell on earth. It, yeah. is, it is the worst thing in the world. You gotta run. Right. You gotta run. Like, like Amy Schumer and Jim Norton are on my show that premieres tomorrow. And Amy and I, the next day, we taped it on Wednesday. And the next day, we're hanging out on 4th of July. And we're like, you know what? Let's go get drunk. Let's have margaritas today. Walk into a bar. And if I'm by myself, you get recognized. If Amy's by herself, recognized. If the two of us are together... It's like, it's brutal. We walk into this bar and they're like, hey, pictures. We're like, all right, let's get out of here. Right. We go for a hike. We come back. We go to my apartment. The we're like, all right, let's, like, go to the, hey. let's go to the, uh, the, uh, the pool on the roof. Yeah. Get in the elevator. Five people pile in. We love your show. We get out of the fucking elevator. We don't know what to do. There's nothing. Right. You kind of get isolated by being as wildly famous as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you do things to stay healthy, like you're seeing a therapist. That's good. Yeah. That's kind of out of character. I'm, I'm kind of impressed that you shared that. It's kind of recent. You know, it's, it's not... Really? I mean, maybe I would say six, nine months, maybe. I, and do you love it? You're not seeing my therapist, it. are you? Who's your therapist? Dr. Gary Penn. Nope. Is that a plug? I thought about... Is that a a, a subtle therapist plug? If you buy my album on Amazon, it recommends his book. It says, customers also bought. (laughs) How could my life come to this by Dr. Gary Penn? No big deal. (laughs) But you love it. I love it, yeah. Well, why wouldn't we? We're both kind of narcissistic and it's talking about ourselves. Sure. It took me a long time. I was like, I would do anything but therapy for a while. I was like, let me try anything but doing this. What else did you try? Meditation. 
uh, transcendental you, meditation. You still do that? Still do it, yeah. Right? It's been about a year. So you're out about that now. It, I was like, I'm, I need to wait a year until I can, because I was like, otherwise you're like, because you take the class, this transcendental meditation class, and then you just want to tell people about it. Yes. You're like, oh, I'm doing this, and then you fucking tell Chelsea Peretti, and she ruins your life for yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> They're like, all right, I need to be quiet about this. And I was like, once I do it for a year, then I can... Because t- it's not like a fad I'm doing. It's not like I'm on the fucking master right. cleanse. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's like, okay, I've been doing this But you do it. For a year. Yeah. Because I outed you, like Mulaney, I outed you on the podcast once. And then we actually went back and took it out. Yeah, it was like a month in. I was like, dude, don't fucking make me the fucking poster boy. Because what if yeah. I just stop? And I know. People are still asking me about it. It's I know. Worst. And people don't... Well, I think people know this. You're, you're one of the sweetest guys I know. And you have this persona. But then, like, you emailed in your persona. Because it was like, you fucking idiot. Why are you telling people I meditate? And I was like, it's not working. Mark is spam. (laughs) But I'm I'm glad you're still doing it. Or or did you stop? No, I still do it. And that helps? Yeah, I I think so. You can't really tell with meditation. It's not like going to the gym. You know what I mean? You don't see muscles getting bigger. You just know if you... you I I just assume if I stop, I'll get worse. Sure. In some way. Do you do the two a day? Yes. I can't do two a day. And I'm big into it. I do one a day. I do two a day. I can't find... Well, you have a structure, so that probably helps. You do it in the morning and then you I do it in the morning when I first wake up and then in the office I'm like, hey, everybody shut the fuck up. I'll be gone for 25 minutes. Yeah. And they have to do it, which is great. Do you do it before you tape or do you prefer doing it after you tape? I do it earlier before because, you know, I don't know what I have to look at or I don't know if I'll be able to. So I do it around like, you know, four o'clock or something. Right, stressful. You yeah. run your set off at Meltdown. Like, I've, I've seen you go up mm-hmm. at Meltdown. I run my monologue there, yeah. And that's great that you can rehearse and stuff. But are oh, there a lot of like, last-minute changes on the show? There, no, not with the monologue so much. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reticent to, uh, to change anything the day of unless right. we really need to do something. Right. But there's changes in the show up until right before. Are you, how are you dealing with when bad things happen in the world? I'm filled with two kinds of dread. One for the, for the catastrophe. And then I often think of the burden that you've put on yourself a little bit that you have to make some sort of joke about it. Uh, you, kind of, that... I mean, I, you know, I think of, I think of talking about dark things and talking about death and things like that as therapeutic. It's great, to, it's good to laugh at those right. things. I'm going to take a shot at them. Do I always win? No. Sometimes I fail, but I'm not afraid of failure. Right. And I also think that once things are out in the world, it's becomes the kind of, I mean, to be as pretentious as possible, like the canvas that you paint on. You know, like you, somebody died, that, that paint is there now. Let me try to use that. Right. I'm not going to wait. And sometimes you do well, sometimes you don't. But the, the easier part for me is that when fans start to demand it, I yes. like nothing more than to say fuck you to my fans. Like, I don't like most of my fans. That if I do, like, I, I liked, I used to like, I used to open with a rape joke in my set on the road. Because yeah. I was like, no one does this, this is badass. And then I kind of became to a thing where people would be like, where's your rape joke? And I'm like, oh, the last thing I want to do now is tell this dumb fuck a rape joke. Right. So I've kind of gotten away with it that I can... It became the edgier thing to not do a rape joke because you just wanted to keep them Rick guessing. Rick James, do Rick James! Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Basically. Yeah, you get sick of that shit. Of course. Well, yeah. that's great. Look how thoughtful you are. I love the idea, though, of hating your fans because I feel like, Manzukas, you have some... Because of the league... Like, not to shit on... Like, I've hung out... You know, I, I, I've traveled a bunch with you and Sheer, and, like, I will say, fans of the league... They're the fucking dumbest motherfuckers. Yeah. Such. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, man. I didn't say that. Back me up. I didn't say that. Back me up. These maniacs will stab me. <laughs> you think I can go out and say that? Are you fucking kidding? Oh my God. I play a sociopath on television, and now anybody thinks they can walk up to me and touch my dick. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Sports fans are the craziest. Like I did I did a thing on like ESPN today. I was on the thing called First Take and I don't remember what the fuck I said. But I've gotten hate mail all day being like, "Fuck you. I'm from Wisconsin." And I have no idea what I said. <laughs> but they are furious. We used to get that with E-Trade cuz the baby would make predictions on who was going to win the Super Bowl. I called you and yelled at you. You did? Yeah. I don't so, remember that. It's the each, it's the, I'm a big Steelers fan. I'm from Pittsburgh and it was Steelers versus Jets and they go, uh, they go, "Each baby, what do you think is going to win?" And you go, "I think the Jets are going to win." And I fucking called you. <laughs> And you were like, I don't know who either team is. I just said Jets because it's easier to pronounce. Right. You were like, you had no. We also in the recorded game. both. I just oh, was really? saying whatever. Yeah. And then I at was the pissed. End. Yeah. I was pissed. Well, I'm sorry. It's all right. We won. Did you win? Yeah. That baby was wrong. That baby is fucking. I'll kill that baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's your new opener. So I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested in what you're going to do to, to combat the, the loneliness. I, I talked to W. Kamau Bell about that too when he had his own show. And it's hard that your life becomes this production, and it's kind of all you do. So what, do, what are we going to do about it? I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, make friends again. It's almost, having your own show was kind of, you know, like, you're in a relationship, and you just, you know, your girlfriend just watch movies every night, or you go to dinner by yourselves and hang out. Sure. And then you break up, and you've got to, like, reconnect with all of your friends. Right. And you've got to be like, hey, guys, I'm back. You know, right. kind of get into it, which is tough. And now all my friends now have their own things they're doing. Right. Everyone's got their own thing that it just get. I've got to make new friends and get out of the yeah. comedy world and try to just have someone in my fucking life to, to talk to. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's rough, man. No, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand. All of our friends got show business married recently. Mulaney's yeah. about to double get married. Yeah, congratulations. Your show and real marriage. Thanks, Anthony. Congratulations on one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need, some, you need some salt of the earths in your life. And I need, like, my, my problem was is that I came in, in the beginning of the year, I did my first season, and I was like, oh, I'll go on tour after that, and then I'll have time off. And they brought me back for second season right at the end of the tour. Yes. So I never got any time. I haven't had any vacation all year. It's been a while since you've had like a comedian day. Like Sarah was talking about, you don't have to get up in the morning. Yeah. You don't set your alarm. You wake up. You might not even eat for a few hours because exactly. who fucking cares? Exactly. And that's why we got into this business is to have comedian years. You know what I mean? Just, that's all you want. Yeah, that, it's, it's weird. It's like we, we were waiters, and then we became restaurant owners. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, like, it was more fun when we were shooting heroin oh, and our dicks. poor yeah. us. It's... Poor it's us. What becomes... It's hard. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm rich. But... <laughs> But you're just, you like look back and it, like, it, it's great. It's like, would I rather be a comedian than just doing the show? Yeah. Probably. But yeah. when I go after the show, when I go on the road, it's a better turnout. I'm doing a theater as opposed to a club. Sure. So you need that. You just have to, I think, get used to it and find places to cram. Well, Sarah, you can speak life. to this. You well, have... I can't believe that you think of having a show as lonely and being on the road isn't lonely. Like, I'm They're on the road lonely. so much now and it's fucking lonely. They're both very lonely. Having a show, you're with all your best friends that you think are your best friends until you don't have a show anymore. <laughs> and, um, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, you're surrounded by people on your show. Aren't they your friends? Don't no, you write with people? They, you write it all yourself? I surrounded myself with friends on my first season, and I had to fire them all nine weeks in and get real writers. It was, uh, it, it's, it's, not, it's hard to have friends at work. But what about and on the road? You can, I bring the weird boy, and we have a hoot. He, he, tonight... His eyes are so dead. You are on fire. I mean, there's like, there's a real death. He will not shut up. 
Pete, your son has been on fire. <laughs> My son? Oh. I feel like that's how you should frame it from now on. You should adopt him. Yes! This yeah, is my son. Like yeah. Liberace and yeah. Scott. Yes. yes. I'll do it if you change your name to HW. <laughs> you could bring people on the road. Well, you're not the one having a problem with the road. You like the road. I like the road. The road's easier. But when you've got to come back, you know, you're on the road for four days, you come back and you've got to go back to work. On right. your show, right? You don't get, even get that time off, and then go back. It gets, you know, it can be tough. But the the road's less lonely, I think, than than doing shows. It's I mean, doing a TV show. I really don't want that to be true. You are going to be so miserable. No, you have no what idea is what you're prophecy? For. you're prophecy. You're going to be like, hate, and your father is very show, lonely. When a show when a show premieres, the hate you experience. I remember calling Kroll and being like, "Is this what it's like when your show comes on the air?" And he was like, "It gets much, much better. Don't worry oh. about it." Oh, or if no one watches your show, yeah. only fans tweet you. So sure. if you have an unsuccessful show, people yeah. really, you only get love. People love it. Oh my God, this just canceled. in. Justin, like, you're going to love this. Your show's canceled. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you got a, a lot of shit up, the, up top. The first, day, the first day when it premieres, because they advertise so much, and people just don't know what they're looking at. And the, th- the weird thing is, you know, like as a comedian, you're bad at comedy for a long time. Yes. And you get, you get good in private. For a TV show, it's like, being a com- it's like going to your first open mic again. Yeah, you're... Only it's televised. Yeah. And you're going to eat so much shit. And you, have n- you don't understand. You're just right. like, what? why are people so mean? And then it gets much better every week as your fans come in. People who don't like it drop out, and you get better every week. Right. But it is a, it is a shock. I remember looking at Twitter the to- like, like 20 minutes after my show premiered. I remember describing it like swimming through your own blood. It was brutal. Oh, my God. And it's all just posh fucking retard fans being like, what is this? No one's got hit in the nuts in 30 minutes. I'm furious. Fuck. How did I get away from this? But Tosh is cool. I watched your show, and you and TJ Miller were on it, and you guys were so... I didn't even know you guys knew each... I never thought of you and TJ Miller. I don't recall speaking while I sat next to TJ Miller. TJ Miller... You guys did a bunch of bits that were so funny. Like, they were I think I nodded while he did bits. It was editing. You were great at it, but I remember, like, sometimes people be on, and they'll be talking, and I'll be like, but... And they'll stop, to because I'm the fucking host. My name is on the show. TJ, no such thought. TJ's just like going, and I realized halfway through, I'm like, oh, my job and your job is to make weird faces. Just to be yeah. like, really, TJ? Like, that's all you can do against him. But well, now you'll I'm... be on with Kroll next season, so. TJ would like, I've never seen a person have no difference from backstage to in front of a TV camera. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. I so I was like, I didn't know Mulaney and TJ Miller were best friends. It's a Tasmanian devil. What? You guys seemed like best friends. Well, we've known each other a long time, oh. but... I thought you came off well. This stuff was edited out. You oh, guys I came, came off, off great. I did very well. But... <laughs> you had one of the funniest jokes of the whole season, I think. And what was it? <laughs> it was a thing where a guy... This is a guy on his second date with his girl took her out and had one, set it up so one of his friends would pretend like he was going to rape her. And then he would save her from his friend, and she would be like, oh, I love you. And, then the, and she realized it was bullshit right away. So it was like, what's your, how do you get that third date with a girl 
Oh, what do you go. say on that you third s- day? What do you say to get her to go out with you again after that? And Mulaney just goes, he was like, listen, work's been crazy. <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. And then TJ smashed an entire watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He did have God, Wolverine you hate him. I thought you guys were like best friends. TJ, I love like, TJ. He is, he is the worst. He is Gallagher. He's Gallagher 3 now, right? <laughs> TJ is the friend you're most scared of. Does that make sense? When you, when you roasted me for my birthday, TJ was on the dais. And Mulaney, you had that great line and you went, how long before TJ's into guns? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I, I feel love bad that both talking of you, about him when he's not here. I love like, that both of you guys will not let Mulaney do his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mulaney had this great joke where Mulaney goes, Hey, you guys, what's the thing? Yeah, well, very, yeah, totally. I remember well, that. Our, our delivery is better, but it was a funny joke. As the psychic said, I am a writer and I'm not a performer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Will you tell the joke that I wrote for you? Because I told a joke as you on your show. Do you remember it? You wrote, which one? The, 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 the t-shirt. t-shirt. Oh, fuck. You did it on my show. I want you to do it. <laughs> right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this joke that Pete wrote for me. I'll do it as if it's myself. So I'm walking on the boardwalk. <laughs> and I'm, I walk by this t-shirt shop. I see this t-shirt that's... What was the t-shirt say? Remind me. I didn't ask to be born Puerto Rican. God just likes me more. Oh, I, I didn't ask to be Puerto Rican. God just likes me more. I was like, you got to do it like you. You got to go, I said I love it. So, so I see this shirt, and I'm like, I fucking love that shirt. <laughs> Do you have it in white? That's a solid and, joke. That's a great and joke. And first of all, I, I, won't was stop. Like, I was like, racism is wrong, first of all. <laughs> Don't talk to the sleeping people. Secondly, we have others. Secondly, secondly, I thought my persona would never, never go like, sweet shirt. <laughs> Like, that's, the, that's where the joke fell apart for me. It's like, I liked a T-shirt I saw. What kind of, what kind of T-shirt options you got on that one? That's fucking fantastic. I talk about suicide, not, <laughs> not T-shirts. I believe you. Have you seen these new vacuum cleaners? <laughs> fucking Dyson. I, I love it. You kidding I me? I would start a Kickstarter at, to raise... As much money as you guys wanted for Pete Holmes to write your new one hour. <laughs> I'll do it. You know what? If we did that, you know what the album would be called? Would the hour be called? What? Similar teeth. <laughs> That's true. We do That's have similar good. teeth. That's a compliment, by the way. I know. Anthony, uh, one of two things. Let's, anybody, I, I want to open it up to everybody. We'll start with Anthony. Can you tell me the story of the hardest time you laughed, or there's another option if you don't have one? I'm trying to think, because I heard you ask the last guy, whoever the fuck that was. <laughs> that was me, man. <laughs> oh. I'm sitting right here. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the hardest I've ever laughed, and I've, had, I've laughed really hard. Those are my favorite times of laughing, when you're just like, oh my God. I remember one time, I was in church for Christmas, all right? And I fucking hate church. I was raised Catholic, but I hated it. And I'm the only one in my family who rejected it. I'm the oldest of five kids. Everyone else is on board. And we get to Mass, and we were always the family that would get to Catholic church, like, like on uh, the night before the Christmas Eve Mass. We get there last. You know, like five minutes after it starts, there's no seats. So we are sitting in where the chorus would normally sit. The, cor- the choir? The yeah. choir? So you're like, kind of like, you're on the same, you're facing... 
the, like the, the audience of the mass, whatever. <laughs> You're facing the congregation. And in the middle of the priest's homily, I think is the right word, which is always boring-ass bullshit, Santa Claus comes out and, like, interrupts it like a walk-on. You know what I mean? And the priest is like, Santa? And then it's this bad acting thing going back and forth. And, and we're all, I'm sitting next to my dad. Who, my dad would yell at me. Whenever I misbehaved in church, he would scream. And the, the Santa Claus walks out, and the priest is like, Santa Claus, shouldn't you be delivering children, uh, toys to children right now? My dad just goes, under his breath, he goes, uh-uh. And, I, and he, he's mocking the priest. And then as they go back and forth, my dad is, like, talking shit on them and how bad this bit is. And this is unheard of for me. Not only am I laughing at my dad, who has never been like this before, ever in church, especially not Christmas, but the entire congregation can see us. So I am, like, falling apart laughing. The rest of my family is like, what is going on? My dad's just enjoying himself, and I am, like, crying on the ground. Laughing. That church. was probably that's what I thought of when you said the hardest. Thing. I love that church is a is a unique place for laughter. To uh, be fair, he had three fourths of a cup of communion wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, does, it, does anybody else have a hard story, a hard laughing story that comes to mind? You don't have to have one because then we're going to play a game that everybody can play more easily. Okay, let's play. Uh, let's play the last thing you googled, and then uh, and then we'll and then we'll wrap this up. All you got to do is to have our phones. Yeah, you don't have your phone. When did you tell me to have my phone? I may not have anything because I clear so often. Do you I clear, really? I clear my history obsessively. I already I know what mine was. Because I Google. Yeah, it's cleared. You cleared it? Never. How do you find your phone? Oh wait, but I have a uh, maybe on Safari. How, I Google. How do you somewhere. know? Why do you clear? Okay, it? you open your Safari, then you because... click on the Google search box, and it'll automatically suggest a bunch of things. It looks like that. Huh? You got it, Kurt. Yeah, ready. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I googled, we started from the butt, um? (laughs) What does that mean? Because there's a Drake song where we started from the bottom and now we're here, apparently. And I kept seeing the quote. And I was like, has anybody ever said, we've started from the butt, um, now we're here? (laughs) And so I wanted to see if anybody had said it yet. And then I tweeted it. I love, I love that comics will like tweet jokes to see if someone else. It's such a weird thing. They got to get the exact wording, but you're like, "Oh, I'm cool. I'm good. I can do it." Yeah. Nobody said the dumbest thing. <laughs> better, better tweet that. I do that. I Google things to see if it's a like joke jokes already. To, to see if it's a joke already. Yeah. Like I, key word phrasings or sure. whatever. They're not like long stories that I'm seeing. You know, Google an entire story. Huh? You don't Google an entire story? What if you did Google an entire story and it's just about your life and then find out someone already has it up? Oh, my God. You're me. It was like Pete Holmes and Hubel. We've been doing it for a while. Tripping. Zookies? I didn't have anything good. All I had was, like, I was just in New York and I had, like, directions to places. I don't use uh, Safari much. I understand. Jesse? Was that what you're calling me now? Uh, Annie Jesse. Mine is mine is mine is boring. Is NHL scores? Like, I don't know. I don't know why I would ever Google that. The other one is Polo Bar, New Orleans. No, Nick Cage, IMDb is a good. One. That's, that's number three. But before you guys think, I, I leave a lot of comments on Nick Cage's IMDb page. What? 
I want to look again. <laughs> Pete is such a generous laugher. Grammys FAQ. Drew. Oh, Sarah Silverman program cast. I, oh, there you I, go. I, I searched. Looking for Steve Agee's email. Polo bar. Polo bar no one. What is that one? The Grove. <laughs> why, would I, why would I ever do that? Here, you can read mine. It's only fair. I don't think I have anything too why, bad. Why the fuck would I want to do to you what you did to me? I googled chi masturbating. Chi masturbating? I wanted to know if masturbating diminishes your chi. Oh, you, my God. Uh, I thought... Why wouldn't you just oh ask it God. that? I thought you wanted to see if that domain name was taken. <laughs> it is. Weird boy? What about Mr. Thayer? Oh, um, I googled abortion doula. Um, abortion doula? If there's an abortion doula, if that there exists. Is. It's a thing. What? I thought, well, the thing, I was confused. A friend of mine posted that she was, she was completed some certification to become an abortion doula. I think that I thought that a Wait, doula, as it was, helps you deliver the baby. So I thought that the abortion doula naturally just, <laughs> just rips that thing out of there. But Wait. it turns out that they just give, like, emotional support and <laughs> information to people who are going to have abortions. I know this is going to sound like a weird question because I got here late, but who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, you seem cool. I don't, I'm not knocking you, but you haven't said a word, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> that thing. This is Chris Thayer. He's the weird boy. I'm the only waiter on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris and I tour together. He's very funny. You'll love him. He's great. <laughs> Does anybody... Soon to be Pete's adopted son. <laughs> HW. Well, we covered God a lot. Normally, I'd say we'd end with God. Is there any questions from the audience? And then we'll get out of here. What's that? Oh, not everybody did the Google thing? Oh, Rob, oh, you have it. It's embarrassing. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it says uh, Wally Park coupon. <laughs> Because I was leaving Wally Park at the airport. I was like, I'm not paying all this. There's got to be a coupon that I could find. But obviously, you'd have to print it out. I didn't think about that. But I thought if I just pulled up an image of the coupon, I could just go like, but I got this, man. And it worked. The guy was like, all right. I, I thought it was going to be Wally Park from Vacation. That's what I thought. Oh, and he was like, yeah, Wally, Wally Park's real? Wally World, bro. Wally oh, World. Oh, Wally World. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anything else? Or, or we'll go to Mulaney. Should I do mine? Yeah, go to Mulaney. Okay. <clears throat> I'm so psyched about these. I Googled the name, uh, name my hotels first. Then after that is O.J. Simpson Alibi. <laughs> Then O.J. Simpson took meth. <laughs> Is there a question mark, then, or are you putting that on there? I'm put, that's what I was thinking when I wrote it. O.J. Simpson took meth. Then O.J. Simpson Cato meth. You're really honing in on something. I think about the O.J. Simpson trial like six times a week. <laughs> I, I remembered hearing when I was a boy that he had bought meth the night of the murders. Are you familiar with the O.J. Sun theory? That yes, his, I'm okay. familiar. That's have, a popular theory. People have, seem to think that that explains the DNA and that yes, uh, and he took the fall. Yes, and rumor that he had an affair with Nicole Brown Simpson. Those motherfuckers in Brentwood, those Kardashians, those Simpsons, there was some weird stuff going on there. 
Follow the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen, you guys were talking about Netflix documentaries. Have you seen the 30 for 30 on yes. the Yes, OJ on the one? day of the Bronco chase. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I, was, I had to go to sleep. I had to go to camp in Minnesota the day of the Bronco chase. And I got a letter from my dad at camp. I remember reading it in my bunk, describing the Bronco chase. And I wrote back to him how mad I was that I missed it. Because <laughs> I was at camp, which I didn't want to go to. And I missed a great... A great true crime event. <laughs> Lonely <laughs> yours. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Making friends through constant jokes. <laughs> and that's it. John. <laughs> well, I feel good. That's the show. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I always forgot. Everybody has to say keep it crispy. It's all up in the air if, if Jeselnik's going to do it. We're going to start with Mulaney and move our way. No! Jeselnik's just going. He's just walking. He won't say it. Thank you, Jesse. And Mulaney? I'll say it because it's the last time you and I are ever going to be together where you're not a full-blown, famous fucking Scientologist. So (laughs) keep it crispy, Pete. Thanks, buddy. Zuki's? Keep it crispy. That's me trying to do you doing me. (laughs) Keep it crispy, Zooks. Yeah, yeah, keep it crispy. Yeah, all right. Silves? Keep it crispy, Pete. <laughs> I like the addition Why are we of saying Pete? this? I don't understand this ritual. <laughs> Do you guys know what this is? Oh, wait. Cubo, you don't listen to Pete's podcast? <laughs> I listened to one on the way over here. Did you but, listen to the yeah, end? And it was him plugging his therapist. <laughs> it's Zach Kreger. They both go to the same therapist. That's true. Yeah. You listened to a whole episode? Where did you drive from? I was in a lot of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the show, we I keep it crispy. But I know that. We're doing that. Why do we do that? I don't know. Doesn't it just kind of make you feel alive? At the end of a You Made It Weird, I never feel alive. <laughs> Brown hole? <laughs> That's somebody who tried to eat fire. I don't have any lips left. By right. the way, I think gonna, the woman in the front row... I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it with this lady. Yeah. This, Will you say it? The sleeping lady. You'll say it, right? Keep it crispy. <laughs> Stone cold. Yes. Stone cold. WB. Keep it crispy. The crowd. One, two, three. Keep it crispy. Thank you, everybody. How about a round of applause that came out? This was awesome. Thank you so much. Jason Manzoukas, Sarah Silverman, John Mullaney, Kurt Brownholder, Rob Hubel, the weird boy Chris Thayer. I was Pete Holmes. You guys were awesome. Thank you for being here. If you want to come say hello, I'll be out in just one minute. And if you like to say hello, I always love that. Okay, good night, everybody. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 